Hello and welcome back to the Super Show. I am Jonesy and today is the epic return of Chris. Woohoo! He's back. I'm back, bitches. And he's already forgotten how YouTube works. Copyrighted music in the first 10 seconds. And a swear word. So, Welcome back to the Chris Show. Yeah, yeah we, uh, we had to give a shout out straight away because we are psyched <laughs> to have you back, Chris. Thank you very much, um, everyone else, though, for joining us. We are a gaming podcast um, who give you some hot takes and some trash opinions. But we're not just on YouTube. We're also on uh, any of the lovely podcasting platforms that are out there. I'm talking about Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. Um, we are rather ubiquitous uh, these days, guys, aren't we? Because Ooh. we're also... Do you like that? Mm. We're also on Paisley Radio every Thursday at 10 p.m. is the super, super, I can't even say it, the super show slot. So um, join us there <laughs> for some semi-live. <laughs> Don't say that 10 times fast. That might start sounding different. Yeah, mm. I really can't. But hey, guys, more importantly, yes, Jamie and Chris are with me today. Mm. Um, and Chris has been off. For, is it, this is the fifth week. Five, sorry, four weeks you haven't been on. Is that four. about right? I think, I, no, I've, I think I've, I've missed three. I've missed three. I've missed three. three. Yeah. Yeah. So we are super psyched to have you back. Chris. Did you miss us? How are you feeling? Hey, I'm glad to be here, Alex Jones. How are you feeling, mate? You how are you how are you doing? Uh I'm I'm about ninety percent there. And uh what sucks is I've been about ninety percent there for the past week. It's getting quite annoying, but I guess, you know, it's just that's just the the nature of things and you know, COVID's a son of a bitch and uh just gotta yeah, for people that didn't know, Chris on. genuinely had coronavirus. Um, he had COVID. Proper, proper COVID. So um yeah. Suckage, yeah. major suckage. So if, in case anyone didn't think it was real and thought it was uh, made up, here, yep. Chris can vouch. That's me right here. As far as I'm concerned, Chris just had a bad case of the, the shivers. <laughs> the shivers. All right, look, the okay, shivers. guys, I'll, I'll, I'll come clean, okay? When I, when I told you that I had uh, COVID, it's not, not exactly true, okay? I was actually going through um, a, a, a experimental growth hormone therapy. <gasps> and uh, I'm actually a giant now. You, you, you oh, can't tell. Shit. This, so what's happening with the microphone, if you're watching on YouTube, is it looks normal size, but that's some Peter Jackson shit. Look at this. Uh, that's a normal can <gasps> of Coke. Look at that. Normal Whoa. can of Coke. I fucking crushed that shit in my hand. And I'll you're like nine feet tall down. now. Andre the Giant, eat your heart out. <laughs> you got Chris the Giant. Chris, when are you joining the WWE? That's the real question. Mate, MMA all the way. Oh right, Be- yeah. Be- Bellator actually have, have a question. <laughs> Be- Between Bellator. MMA and Bellator, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm weighing my options. All right, oh, no, yeah. but it, yeah, not, not true. I had COVID, and this is a 150 ml can of Coke. I don't believe you. I think it is real size. And anyone out there who does that weird conspiracy video shit where they do the size of the can versus the size <laughs> of your head, where they put the lines and work out how tall Chris is now. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll being, give you. I'll um, give you a, ref- a reference shot. <laughs> I'd love to see Just Interesting devote a whole podcast to figuring out how tall Chris really is. That's what I want to see. I'd love it. Yeah. I'd love it. That would be great. But hey, guys, do you reckon we should get into some news? I reckon we should, Alex Jones, because that's what we're here for, right? I think the the first story that we've got this week is Jamie is going to absolutely love because um, hey. because it you know it features one of his all-time favourite characters from video <laughs> games. But this is the news that Jack Black has been signed up uh, to play Claptrap in the Borderlands film, um, uh, a perfect, mm. a perfect yeah. marriage. Yeah. J- Jamie loves Jack Black. Jamie loves Claptrap, and Jamie loves Borderlands in varying degrees, well, admittedly. But there we go. I'd say you got one point five out of three there, Chris. <laughs> like so. Oh God, I, it just doesn't. It, am I the only one who thinks this doesn't fit at all? 
Like, the first question I asked in the Discord is, does he use his real voice? Does he use his normal Jack Black voice? He definitely I, I, uses his real voice. Yeah, I reckon he will. I reckon it'll, it'll just be Jack. He'll be so, Jack Trap. Well, yeah, so yeah, what's he the will. point in being Clap Trap then? Like... But this uh, is the thing these days, isn't it? They don't want like the they don't want someone to do the voice. They want someone to be them, and then they can stick another yeah. name on the poster and say well, maybe maybe they'll Jack put some Mark. yeah maybe they'll put some like modulation on his voice or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> oh in, yeah, maybe maybe maybe, maybe. Interesting. like you know when you're on the on the Discord chat and uh, <laughs> you lose an internet connection, and you just start sounding a little bit robotic. Yeah, yeah. For um, anyone out there who doesn't re- who doesn't know who hasn't heard it before, um, Jamie's only a little bit salty because his favourite line from All Borderlands is when Claptrap goes, "I'm dancing, I'm dancing, I'm dancing." I'm dancing. Oh, and um, the f- idea that Jack Black won't perfectly recreate that line is is rub Jamie up the wrong way. Yeah, but there so. will be there will be dubstep, so don't worry, it'll be there. <laughs> oh, great, perfect, well, okay, a match uh, made in heaven. Hold on, Jamie. Like honestly, now, what yeah. is it about Claptrap that you don't like? I remember when I played the first Borderlands game, and I thought this guy is fine in that sort of he's, I'm not going to call him a lovable companion, but him being annoying was sort of part of the shtick. Like you're not yeah. meant to love him. He's meant to be a bit of a goofball who kind of fucks around and you think this guy, I sort of resent the shit that comes out of this guy's robotic <laughs> mouth, but he's here for the journey. And it just got, like a lot of the Borderlands stuff, more and more obnoxious as the series went on. And by, by the time you're in the middle of like Borderlands 2 and you're dealing with people like Tiny Tina or whatever she's called and all these people, everyone has annoying voices, everyone says annoying shit, and none of it made me laugh. And so it's so like, what, where, are, where are we at now? What, what are we doing? But then why was Claptrap your kind of like steam outlet? Because if if it's half of the course across the board, but yet Maybe, Claptrap is the one that's got the target on his head. He's probably because he's just the easiest target, right? You know, he's the most sort of like obnoxiously loud and in-your-face character. And even going to the uh, Borderlands 3 presentations that we went to back in early 2019. God, figuring my years that, out on the that fly. That never happened. You never went to any kind of a live event. Don't, don't but, fucking lie. I do, not, do you want to know the reason I know I went to a live event, Chris? Because I watched the dress rehearsals for it, and I saw that thing about five fucking times. I saw Randy Pitchford go through every joke in his book trying to figure out what would work best on that audience. That's how I know. That's my Vietnam. That's what gives me PTSD. Um wow. And Claptrap was like a big part of that demo and introducing you to the world and doing weird stealthy shit and pretending, I don't know, I just, he was an easy target, an easy outlet for my uh, frustration at the unique brand of Borderlands humour. See, that's kind um, of he's crazy. almost like, the he's the Jar Jar Binks of Borderlands. But they fucking, kept, they yeah, just yeah. Kept bringing him he's back. He's the Jar Jar Binks. Uh, he, imagine it exactly. Jonesy's fucking hit the nail on the head. <laughs> imagine if Jar Jar Binks was like annoyingly prominent in three movies that were otherwise kind of okay. Yeah. You know, what do you mean? Imagine. <laughs> well, it well, I mean, well, because he's only really prominent in one of them. I feel like, and then he kind of like becomes less and less relevant. He's very uh, background in this in the other two. Yeah, yeah imagine yeah. he was he was at the forefront for the for three movies. Imagine if Jar Jar Binks was almost, in some people's opinions, the face of that trilogy. <laughs> and also, imagine if Jar Jar Binks loved to say one of you two sex. I'm not going to say it. The catchphrase. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. Yeah. Misa dancing. Misa dancing. And it was so used so much that you had to believe that the people at Lucas or maybe George <laughs> Lucas himself genuinely thought it was funny and entertaining. So they kept going back to it. Yeah. I know I'm in the minority. Um, uh, so uh, well, uh, what, with with claptrap. I, don't, with, I, don't, I think funny. Funnily enough, I don't think you are. Well, think, in the in this group at least. Right? Oh well, yeah. I, mean, I feel like it, 
you're always going to, I think the problem with um, stories like Borderlands, though, is when you can choose from various characters, I think the problem you get is there's no face of the game from the protagonist side, right? So if you have like a companion like Claptrap, it almost gets more prominence because every time you play that game, if you're, um, you know, the soldier, if you're uh, the siren, it's different every time. So they can't yeah. pin anything on that. So they go, who's the face? Claptrap. And then you're like, it's, so it's the equivalent of like Jar Jar Binks yeah. was the only available character because the Jedi were just generic Jedi. Mm-hmm. I, wonder if, so. I wonder if they knew that and they were like, we don't want Claptrap as the face. So that's why I was more like Handsome Jack. maybe maybe but i don't remember handsome jack being as prominent at the time like when the first game came out i don't it was kind of after the second game was all about they second game yeah but even like even second game they they with handsome jack they had another problem which is the villain problem which is that how do you give the villain a lot of airtime without cutting away to them doing stuff as a way like aside from what you're doing and yeah. I guess Borderlands right. 2, it's a lot of like voiceover and you getting messages from Handsome Jack and his little face in the corner. Whereas Claptrap as like the buddy, as the sidekick, can kind of be there for a lot of it. And he's not yeah. there for huge amounts of some of those games. Um, in, a, in a weirdly Jar Jar Binks-like way, he does sort of drift into the background quite a lot, but still. Um, I, yeah. I used to like it when you go went into those like little uh, hu- hu- like hubs where you, you know, it's like a rest area or whatever. And he just go about doing his business. And if you like follow him, you find like some funny little stories, or whatever. But anyway, fucking Borderlands film fellas. Yeah. yeah let's, so let's go through a few other points just in case people don't know about mm. who else is in this. So we've got, um, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Hart and Kate Blanchett, uh, are also wow. joining, uh, are also on the cast. Eli Roth is directing. Um, and the script is from, uh, the Chernobyl creator, Craig Manzin. Um, Who's, he's involved, I'm not sure how, he, he's involved in HBO's The Last of Us adaptation. I guess that's just writing some of it as well, I, or is I, he just I the writer for that? No, I think he's the showrunner on that, dude. Ah, uh, right, okay. Yeah. He's, he's a, had a fascinating career where if you look him up, he used to write things like, um, he's one of the scary movie guys. So he used to do like scary <laughs> movie and he did, was it superhero movie? With um, oh, right. the guy from Drake and Josh, Drake Bell. Wow. Then um, And then he did some stuff on like The Hangover. Then out of nowhere, he was like, yeah, I'm going to be the showrunner and the lead writer for Chernobyl. And everyone yeah, was like, and, huh. and fucking smashed it at the okay. end. He, like, yeah. he did smash it, to be fair. So, oh, yeah. that's, that's a great show. Chernobyl was fucking awesome. Yeah. How, so what do you think about the casting? Like, you've got hold on, hold on. Can, can I just... Sorry, go Ch- on. Chernobyl, the TV show, was fucking awesome. <laughs> Chernobyl, uh, the disaster was... Chris Maybe, has been Chris has been sitting on some hot takes for the last three or four weeks. He's coming in with some bangers early on. Boys, you don't understand the torture, okay, of listening to the Super Show podcast without me in it and hearing you fucking <laughs> chuckleheads just talk about shit. It's like, no, I wish I was there. I could say something. You're thinking, Mate, I'd you disagree could, with you, that. I'd argue with that. I'd, pull, I'd call him out on that. Yeah, I've actually got a... I've written it all down. You know, it's uh, it's waiting. It's waiting. You can drop as many opinions as you want, mate. You don't just throw them in, even if it's irrelevant. Go for it. <laughs> Anything from the, the yeah the last month in gaming news. Well, so, I, um, I don't want to open up the can you... of worms, fellas. Let's just focus on this podcast. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, you can give me some opinions now because let's talk about who each person's playing. So Kevin Hart is playing uh, Soldier, Roland. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is playing uh, Patricia Tannis, the archaeologist. And Kate Blanchett is playing um, Lilith, um, who's a siren, the thief. That, to me, was probably the best casting for, like, look-wise because Kate yeah. Blanchett has that kind of a really interesting look. And if she's yeah. blue, which is Lilith blue? <laughs> I think she's blue. No, I think she's, like, orangey. Is she orangey? Or maybe she's, she's blue it, it, surrounded by orange. Or isn't she? Oh fuck! I don't know. 
I'm doing on the fly fact checking. So yeah, me can... too. You, you, L- no, Lilith is normal. Like... Lilith is normal colour, but she becomes she becomes all like flamey and gets big flame wings. Yeah. But she is normal. Oh, I tell you what, I'm thinking about Giant Citizen Kabuto with the sirens <laughs> in that Harold game. <laughs> that game, that game is never far from my uh, forefront wow. in my mind. Okay, what, uh, okay. Do you know what? Fair enough. It's about, it's about like two decades removed, but sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I, I, although Kate Blanchett is getting on a bit now, right? She's in her fifties, so. I would have thought that's quite a physical part, which is interesting when they get older actors, actresses to play more physical stuff. Because I'm always like, does that mean they're going to have to rely a lot on uh, um, CG. green screen, yeah. CG, uh, that sound, sort of stuff? Which sounds is, like some really ageist uh, opinions you're throwing out here, yeah, James. Yeah, yeah. You're going to get no, coming, I, I like, coming, coming I like from you, James, I think that's a little bit, uh, you know... It's a bit upsetting, I'm, actually. I'm a person who likes practical effects. Hey, then you're going to love the next one because I was going to say that um, I think it's interesting to cast uh, Kevin Hart as oh, the soldier. Here we go. What, here because go. he's about four foot three? He's, yes, <laughs> and he brings a certain energy to a role. And I feel like, I don't know, I don't remember the soldier being four foot three in Borderlands. I feel like you're making a very strong pick when you go for someone like Kevin Hart in a role. Yeah, but, but he's going to be... No, but they're, they're going to do this the CG thing where Kevin Hart's going to call up his buddy The Rock and be like, "Yo, could you be my body?" But I'm going to, I'm going to, it's just going to be my head and my delivery, but you be the physicality. And I'll be like, "Yeah, okay, cool." And then Eli Ross is going to be like splicing together. Yeah, the, 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 imagine, imagine <laughs> that'd be amazing. For for me, the the way this thing is played out and the way this thing has been cast, what it screams to me is that they saw the potential to get these fairly high profile actors and actresses in some of which who have a very recent uh, history of phenomenal successes in comedy films like Jack Black and um, uh, what's his face? We just said his name. Uh, Kevin Hart were in uh, the Jumanji films together, which made stupid amounts of money at the box office. And I wondered (laughs) if they look at Borderlands and was like, hey, we could just make another Jumanji style thing out of this. Yeah, just slap slap Borderlands on it. Yeah, and just get big names out of it and, and get them to be funny in the way they're funny, even if it's not really what Borderlands is about and although you, know. you think though like yeah but the way like, looks Kate Blanchett like and the- Jamie Lee Curtis I'm like decent really good actors as well yeah so they can they can do any role Kevin Hart I've don't I've only ever seen him be Kevin Hart so I'm like is that to me is it's a yeah. certain type of thing but good, but good actors have taken bad roles in bad films before and half the time That's they true. get interviewed after they do the junket afterwards and they were like yeah my kid's a big fan <laughs> like Jamie, <laughs> Jamie so Lee true. Curtis like like legendary been around for a long time but isn't she also like she goes like comic cons and stuff like that and dresses up and cosplay she's like yeah she's down with the kids in that weird way and i reckon like it's also like like, scripts yeah yeah, like bill Bill murray wasn't it like a famous thing he signed up for um uh garfield because he thought it was being directed by one of the cohen brothers yeah he, he <laughs> thought it was great. like Ethan Cohen, but it's like yeah. e- Ethan Cohen or E-tan something like that. Cohen. It's like but one he still went different. and did a sequel because guess what? Kids' films make fucking bank. Yeah. Oh well, sure. was it uh, Eddie Murphy rode that train for about two decades, or he made <laughs> yeah, an absolute fortune? Ruined his his um, reputation from it, but yeah, he's smiling all the way to the back. Do you know what, mate? He made money and he got a Spice Girl pregnant, so you can't really <laughs> complain about that, can you? Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jonesy, just two two things on the casting that I want to talk about. Well. well the, the people involved rather than the casting. Kate Blanchett, like, if you remember her in Thor Ragnarok, I mean, I know Marvel used a lot of CG and whatever, but true, she, she was really good in a very physical role there, very menacing, very hot, you know. Super hot. Like, I wouldn't, stupid uh, hot in that. Uh, exactly. No one would say no to that. But uh, the <laughs> other thing that makes me, <laughs> the other thing that makes me kind of like, 
interested in this is, is the Eli Roth angle, right? Obviously, a, a more traditional kind of like, you know, known for his horror elements True. of things. And then you've got, um, yeah, I don't. It's just it's it's a it's a very strange mixing pot, and I wonder how well this will do. It sounds. See, one thing that throws me is the Kevin Hart angle. And I'm not being mean to Kevin Hart. I like Kevin Hart in comedy films. I think he's a very funny guy. He's, apparently, he's like the hardest working dude, like you, you know, ever. But well, apart he, from the Rock, I think I, guess, I think he's also like one of the highest paid comedians at the moment. I th- yeah, I think you're right. Well, yeah. That would make but sense. If you said to me, Eli Roth, Kate Blanchett, um, Jamie Lee Curtis, even Jack Black, because Jack Black can play, he can, he can have like ser- more serious elements to him. But then I think Kevin Hart is the one. Then I'm like, oh, so it is a comedy. Especially then you put Jack Black and uh, Kevin Hart together. I'm like, so it is yeah. a comedy? It is funny? Yeah. But it's, it's weird. And, and when you when you consider that uh, Craig Mason's coming from the, the comedy background as well, so you just think to yourself, hmm. Also, hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis and, has done like more yeah. comic roles as well. So, uh, But but yeah. makes sense. I mean, Borderlands is a very comedic kind of series. But yeah, yeah I is, wonder. Do, do you reckon they're going to do any like post-processing where they put like black outlines around... Oh wow! Oh, or like like a, it's in the, well, because that was the whole like <laughs> that was the whole USP when when Borderlands came out, right? It was like the the cell yeah. shaded graphics and yeah. What's the film? Uh, the, uh, the, the Keanu Scanner, is it the Keanu, Keanu Darkly? Yes, not Keanu yeah. Reeves. Is it? Who is it? It is yeah, Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves yeah. yeah, is it Keanu Reeves? Keanu Reeves Robert and Downey Robert, Jr. Yeah. Um, so, so, someone in our Discord had one of the greatest takes. I can't remember who it was, but. Uh, they said they really hope that there's a creature, like in the movie, that there's a creature and they blow it up and just shit loads of guns fall out of it. And then yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> that is that is one like iconic Borderlands gameplay element that would be hard <laughs> yeah. to communicate in a film. It's like, how do you do loot? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. That I don't very, know. That's a good point. Like, I, I think loot, loot and the, the art style of, ve- again, and the writing slash characters. Mm-hmm. But those are the things that kind of symbolize and represent what Borderlands is to me. Yeah. So they're going to have to put it in the film somehow. Otherwise, like, what, what's the fucking point? See, for, I don't think the loot is much for me in that sense that I associate with Borderlands. For me, it's more like the big caches with loads of guns in. So as long as you've got yeah. some of those big crates that are like... Aren't those the same things? But in the sense of, like, I don't really need a monster with loot to jump out of. Like, that happens, but it doesn't feel, like, specific to Borderlands. But in my head... Oh, right. So you just yeah. want to see someone open a chest that has about 50 guns in it. Big exactly, exactly. Because yeah. I think loot falling out of enemies is a very, very common thing throughout okay. throughout games. Oh. There's a very specific look and feel to Borderlands oh. weapon crates in my I'll head. take it one step further. I'd love to see a scene where they open a chest, 50 guns pop out. Uh, and then they spend the next 10 minutes looking at each individual one and trying to figure out, like, hang on a second, is this actually better than yeah. what, I, what I've got? Like, because I have to remove something from my inventory to, before I pick this up. So, like, <laughs> should I just, like, drop this or do I run back to the store and sell it to that? I, the, there's two green arrows, but there's also there's three red arrows. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to like Kevin Hart making a joke about someone going, "Oh wow, I've got this awesome, this awesome new gun. It's amazing." And they're like, "Isn't that exactly the same as your old gun?" And they're like, "No, it's a brand new, completely different gun." And then I'm, like, okay. yeah. I'm looking forward to the when the new story comes out that reveals that Randy Pitchford paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars for a cameo. <laughs> that seems like a Randy Pitchford move for some reason. Yeah, but he, he just he just go in and just do a, a magic trick because he forgot all his lines. <laughs> yeah. With his, oh, with his deck of cards that he keeps in his pocket. He always has a deck of cards in his pocket. Yeah, any, any good magician does. 
Same with the top hat. Yes. Always be wearing one. And, and, and in, the case, in the case of him, any bad magician as well. <laughs> any bad magician, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. But anyway. Um, I think it's probably about time that we uh, thank some very important people. Oh, okay. I like the sound of that. <laughs> so... Um, we only come back every week. We can only we can only come back every week because of the support of our uh, amazing patrons um, over at Patreon.com. So uh, we'd like to give a quick shout out to some of those amazing people right now. They are Aim, Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Brett Z, Hacksaw Book Reed, Jesper Camdo Nielsen, Javela Cujo, Leo Merger, Lonnie Thompson, Magic Grits, Matt Towie, Mindful Pig, Nathan Piers, Pastors Guild, Scary Omen. Sean Kennedy, Starful Kid, Zach Cream, and the three big dogs. It is Manuel Guerrero, Peaswad, and the Dude Abides. So thank you um, to you guys, and thank you to all of our patrons. Um, you are amazing, and you really do uh, make it so that we can come back and do this week after week, and we are very grateful. Um, if you'd like to join the patron, we have a few different tiers on there. You can join the Discord for as little as $2. So, you know, go and check it out, maybe. And we also do some... Some other content, don't we? Some uh, after darks. Some, we we have um, been known, and I guess we've, with no fault of, well, your guys. I guess it's my fault, but uh, we haven't done stuff for a while because I've been off sick. But well, now that I'm not sick, we're going to be getting back into it, aren't we? I don't think you yeah, can call absolutely. it your fault for getting the fucking coronavirus. Like, <laughs> I don't know. The if, you will go and, if you will lick every stranger you come across, then you should. Yeah, do you, remember, do you remember when coronavirus, lo- I was going to say launched. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember uh, the company uh, released oh, yeah, the coronavirus? I pre-ordered and it. People, people, were, people were licking fucking toilet seats and shit. Yeah, there was, like a, cha- oh, yeah. there was like a challenge fucking where like weird. people on The TikTok coronavirus challenge. That. Yeah, well done. You're dead now. Mm. That is bizarre. Um, yeah. Hey, so do you guys want a comment of the week? I do. Oh, I'd love a fucking comment of the week, Alex Jones. <laughs> this is from Valdemar Martinez Jr. Uh, who said, The Summer Games Fest was a cool idea, but I honestly think it was a little more than a glorified calendar. But I think it was a little better than E3 because everyone was trying to one-up each other back when there were more players than just Microsoft, <laughs> which led to them announcing projects way too early, um, <laughs> i.e. Beyond Good and Evil 2, companies putting together demos and trailers that most likely wouldn't represent the end product in the slightest. Of course, talking about Cyberpunk there. <laughs> but it was so hype, even with those two flaws. So, yeah, what do you guys think? Do you do you think it was uh, E3 was too hype or was it was it good that it forced companies to do this sort of crazy shit? Or... Um, <laughs> do you know what? I, like, I, I'm torn because uh, actually, should I? Uh, I'm temp- I don't even know whether I'm torn or not. On the one hand, here's the thing, and we're going to get to some of this later on when we talk about uh, what some other companies have been doing this week to you know, announce and reveal <laughs> new games. Hype is fun. Hype is cool. Getting excited about video games, even if it is technically just advertising, like even if it's just marketing that you're getting excited about, <laughs> it's still fun. And everyone got those E3 jitters. Everyone loved taking time off, or I like taking time off at that E3 yeah. week to say, I'm going to stay up, I'm going to watch all these press conferences and stuff like that. But but Valdemar's absolutely right. Like It, it incentivized bad practices that we've been paying the price for for a long, long time now. And yeah. some companies were better for it than others. And <clears throat> Uh, there were definitely have there have been games that were released too early. You know, Microsoft fans through the previous generation remember. Forget games being re- announced too early. Games being announced that never came out. You know, sometimes mm. companies were scale so bound. keen to get yes, were scale bound or Phantom, <laughs> whatever the weird card thing was they were remaking from the OG Xbox. <laughs> like they would be so keen to get trailers or 
you know, titles out there and great headlines that didn't even matter if the game was plausible at that stage. Just fucking yeah. announced it. Was it. Almost, it was almost like, oh, we have to have something for E3, so fucking get it done. Yeah. And you know, like, which is, I, yeah. I guess, how we got the God of War trailer as well, right? Was, right. Yeah. yeah exactly. we, need, we need a God of War trailer for E3. Just fucking make it. So I, I think it's also, I they also do it, I think, because it feels good, right? It feels good to do it and to say it and to, it does to make good. it real for other people. But that's where and I'm talking about. Right? Like, it's that yeah. short term hype for long term pain and suffering. Do you know what I would I would liken it to when you say to someone, uh, oh, New Year, I'm, I've got a New Year's resolution, I'm going to go to the gym. And they're like, oh, well done, you're going to go to, yeah, I'm going to the gym five times a week. Have you been yet? No, I haven't been yet, but I'm going to go five days a week. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, that's great. Yeah, Six I'm months later, have five, you been yet? Nope. <laughs> I'm going to go five days a week just, just for this one week in July, and that's yeah. it for the rest of the year. It's and like a development company I, making a trailer, and then the game never gets released, and they're like, but we felt good but, saying but, it was But coming. the thing is, like... When it comes to fr- it's like supporting a friend going to the gym, for example, eventually the tenth time they tell you they're going to start going to the gym, <laughs> you'll go to yourself, "Yeah, all right." Like I see what happens. As gamers, we're stupid enough. We r- tell ourselves we should have that outlook, like, "Yeah, all right, I believe it when it happens." But we never do. We always yeah. believe the hype. Oh yeah, yeah. But I was one of the people who believe. You know, when the cyberpunk trailer happened, and then everyone said. Well, hold on. Why doesn't the trailer look anything like the game? Why is it so different? And then a lot of, uh, or a lot, but some developers and uh, people in the know came out and said none of the trailers that come out of things like E3 in the early oh, days yeah, are totally. representative. Yeah. If you think they are, you're you're an idiot. And I was like, well, I'm an idiot because I was I was thought that they were a lot more further down the road when they dropped one of those trailers, and you find Hardly out it's all do. fake. So going back to that God of War in the Raising Kratos documentary, they were like, oh, yeah, we, we cobbled that like a couple of weeks before E3 came out and we weren't really sure. Like their lighting wasn't finished, they, their lighting systems, and there was a lot of flaws. And then, funnily enough, today I watched a video that came out <clears throat> as of recording. It was, I think, yeah, about two days ago or something. Uh, the new Gamers video all about uh, the tragedy of Anthem. And then, oh. you know, and, and, and again, remember like that anthem, that showcase that they had, that gameplay showcase and mm. how it wasn't anything really like what came out. It's like, oh, yeah, because they fucking cobbled it together. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. And, you know, the same with Cyberpunk. So you're, you're right in the, in the way of saying, oh, yeah, you know, we, we keep on doing it to ourselves. We never fucking learn. But at the same time, dude, if, if it wasn't for hype, I don't think people would be as invested in gaming as a whole. Like... If you had to ask me, would I prefer an E3 of old or the fucking Summer Games Fest that happened last year? I'd say, just give me the fucking E3. Like, j- just condense it all because it was so, you know, drawn out. Obviously, this year they're yeah. looking to do it a lot more kind of concisely. Um, also, they don't have the holding cards uh, close to your chest because of, oh, we haven't revealed our consoles yet. And is Sony going to reveal it or is Microsoft yeah, going to reveal it? And who's going to go first? And what's the price going to be? So all of that shit is gone. We're going to have a much better year this year. Do I miss E3? 100%. Do I wish E3 was still a thing? 100%. But I do think that they signaled the end of what they are by opening it up to the public, as, as shitty as that may sound. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't disagree. Yeah. And like between what you just said and what Valdemar said, you're right. Like Summer Games Fest as an alternative is essentially a glorified calendar. And you're very right in saying that last year it failed to wrangle together all the necessary components in a tight enough time frame for it to represent something that like the E3 used to. But I guess the question also is like, does it need to? Like, does it matter if Sony and Microsoft's summer presentations, let's call them, are a month apart or two months apart? Like. Do we need video game companies yeah. to go one day after another? 
I don't know. Is like is, well, is that no, kind no, of competition no. good or bad? Like that my, could my, have been one of the things that forced <clears throat> them to like generate things that weren't ready yet because you need to stand out above your peers that are literally going in some cases four hours after you. You need to yeah, be, but but then you know, but look what happens headlines. when you don't have that right. If you look at last year, you'd have like you look at the very first uh, Xbox like Series X thing that they revealed, and it was like, pff, who cares? There was the yeah, latest that was, shit that, that you've poor. ever. That was poor. Do, do you know what I mean? And, and PlayStation as well. Their first thing it was like it was poor. It just wasn't good. Whereas if you do have that that kind of pressure to perform, then you get those fucking magical times where it's like oh yeah fucking fallout 4 is okay but that's maybe not the best example because it came out a couple of months after but mm. y- you know you have those memorable moments those things like i could still say oh yeah fucking remember that e3 where this game was revealed and the whole e3 was cool or that or that uh press conference was really shitty or whatever i i quite like the the having the pressure on the devs to do that so that we can actually see some cool stuff yes you may get burned by it um, I don't know. It's a bit of a give and take, but I'd, I'd much yeah, rather have. Yeah. And and look, Jamie, to what you said, right? Like, do they have to be on top of each other? No, they don't. They just have to be fucking good, and they don't have to play cat and mouse with each other. But that's what they did last year. Yeah, but then how, they, like, they weren't good. They play cat, uh, cat, cat and mouse. It's like who's going to do what first? Oh, let's give a little bit of info and not reveal much, and then let's wait a couple of months. Like. I think luckily though for us the cat and mouse thing is is a usually a generational thing isn't it I hope it's, so. it's, it's, I hope so, it's because yeah. of the Xbox coming out it's because of the PlayStation 5 coming out I think we we shouldn't really get that this year because who would be playing cat and mouse with each other over um you know that sort of thing it's going to be a bit different I I think I still come down where we were last week <clears> with the podcast which is E3 in like 3 days is ridiculous because it's too much to in a short space of time over the course of like a month with a, a few weeks either side of that would be a yeah. nice way to package it um, and do it all in one go, but more in a more reasonable fashion. Because five months that they did last year was ridiculous. That was out. Nah, ridiculous. That was so stupid, dude. Well, it was so what, long. So long. How long is uh, Summer Games Fest glorified calendar meant to be this, this year? I think Keely said, said a month. A month. Yeah, Keely wants to See, get it all done in a month. That, that's that's perfectly acceptable. I think. That's perfectly acceptable. Like, because that's that's almost like a nice middle ground, right? Where, as you're saying, Josie, yeah. like, they're not on top of each other, but it's still like contained to a month. You could still say, "Hey, it happened in July, or it happened in June, or August, or whatever." Yeah, it's like, yeah. Fucking cool. I, I I just think to a certain extent we're hard to please, and I think like we're gonna <laughs> we we're, spoiler please. alert, we're gonna get onto a, a showcase that, later on in this podcast, and people are disappointed by some people are disappointed by it and if you really get down to why people are disappointed by it it's because the company in question didn't show things that weren't ready to be shown yeah so what's yeah. the alternative showing it before it's ready that's what created the problems to begin with because nintendo fucking took that pill last year or the year before <laughs> and said you know what it's just a logo but we're still going to fucking show it and now people yeah. are still bawling their eyes out because Nintendo uh, pulled that trick too many times. I don't. I don't think I agree. But the reason, I, and the reason I say that is because when Nintendo say we're doing a one-hour-long showcase, people get excited and they're like, an hour long. It's got to have some really cool stuff in it. And then if it's just an hour of mediocre stuff, then you kind of go, well, you could have done this in a 
a bunch of different releases, spread it out a bit more, and not kind of hyped it, you know, in the same way. Yeah. It, rem- do you know what it reminds me of it's well, when NASA uh, go. Know, like, NASA have got a really exciting announcement to make, and <laughs> no, every time they do Nintendo, it, I go, Nintendo "Aliens, use, aliens!" Nintendo and every don't time use it's adjectives like that. We found a rock flowing if, through space that was slightly bigger than the last rock we found. Nah, like, this is so that's shit. On, that's on you. That's on you. If you look yeah. at Nintendo Direct and look at the yes, it's easy to get excited by a how long it's been since the last one, and b how long it is. Easy to get excited by that stuff, but if you do, it's your fault. It is you, my fault. Because you know what? But they've made you know, me this way. They made saying, me like Nintendo, this, Jamie. Nintendo are super Japanese about this stuff. Because if you go back and read any uh, announcement of a direct, the language they use is so specific. And even the one <laughs> yesterday, even though they technically lied, they say like, "Hey." <laughs> We're going to show you some upcoming stuff about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and games coming to the Switch in the first half of 2021. Yes, they lied and they showed some 2022 things, but for people to take that and be like, it's going to be this, it's going to be that, like, do it, get excited, yeah, like, by all means, but you also can't be disappointed if it doesn't happen. Yeah, you can. Okay, you can, and you can, I'll take that back, (laughs) you can, but like... Be disappointed in yourself as much as them, right? I guess I don't know. <laughs> can, can I yeah, just fair can enough? I just, can I just interject quickly with it? Uh, just uh, as a quick observation. Yeah. With, <laughs> with all of our hair going on, we look like some fucking nineties oh, boy band. I yeah, fucking I love it. I just noticed I had <laughs> Mate, some seagulls thing where about. like I've got hair drooping down. <laughs> I'm trying to k- catch it all in my headset, but it's it's pouring yeah, out. Oh, it took it. I'm 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 loving the new look. At least, you know, what people watching or listening, and at least they now know none of us are breaking the rules, right? We're not going off and getting secret illegal haircuts. Chris looks well emo like that. This is my new look, boys. Just get the, used to it. The right? funny thing you is... You look 14 like, from the eyebrows up. It does make you look younger. <laughs> it also makes you look... You, look, you could be like a, an anime character. <laughs> you could. Or maybe uh, just you're a Nintendo me. That's what you are now. Okay. Hold on, guys, because I just finished 150 mils of Coke and I need to open up another 150 mils. God, that's like... That's the problem uh, with small cans. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. It's like me on every long-haul flight. Like, they give me one of those and I look at them and, I'd be, and I'm like, you know I'm, you're going to be back here in 30 seconds, right? <laughs> like, just bring out... I don't know what they're coming. Like, six packs, 12 packs, bring the whole thing out. Otherwise, you're going to be doing a fucking relay race for the next 12 hours. In my mind, you know what you do, Jamie, is you ask for a Coke, she hands you the can, you look at it, look at her, then she starts to go, you go, no, 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 wait, 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 and then you go, <laughs> drink yeah. the whole thing in one, crush it, hand it back and go, yeah, I'll have another, please. But you, yeah, never, you never break eye contact, another you never one. blink. You just stare at, you stare at her yeah. like this. While it's- <laughs> and you crush the can, you go, you throw it at her, and you say, another yeah. one, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's the best wow. thing about flying. What, what, what were we doing? <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were to, we were talking about Nintendo, but no, yeah, fa- okay, j- uh, fair enough, Jamie. I know what you mean. It is it's partly on the viewer, uh, aka me, in this instance. Um, but hey, let's talk about something else briefly because I need to hear what you guys have been up to, guys. The last since guys, the last week, um, what you've been playing, Jamie? Won't you? Won't you take us first? Tell us what. Tell us what you've been playing. Sure, I can do that. I was just going to yeah, quickly ta- say, take me, Jamie. Take. Do you know what? I'm, I'm going to say I can't speak this week. I was bullied into being the host. I've had about seven hours sleep in the last like bullied. five days. There are some, there are some weeks bullied. where like, might as well tell the people. Like, sometimes none of us want to do it. Like sometimes we all look at each other, and I, I often duties. enjoy it. Actually, I do enjoy it, but I can't talk today, so I really apologise if anyone's like, yeah. "Why does Jonesy sound drunk?" I'm not drunk. <laughs> I'm just tired. All right, peek behind the curtain. I asked <laughs> if I could not be the host today because 
I was concerned that my voice might not last. Uh, Chris, you do not have time. to apologise. You have just wrestled with the beast, and you have come out the other side scathed. But you have come out Mate. the other side. Jamie, on the other hand, <laughs> I've no got, I, I'm the youngest. I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm, a, uh. I'm the youngest. I get to. No, I'm, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. <clears throat> anyway, I also got yes. Jamie. What you, what you been playing? Well. Uh, I was going to give a quick shout out to Control because I think I mentioned last mm. week that I grabbed the Ultimate Edition uh, yes. as it is now free on PlayStation Plus for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Uh, I can confirm I have now finished Control and I'm ready to dip my toe into DLC waters with the Foundation and then the Altered, altered World Events. Events. A-W-E. Uh, or the uh, Alan Wake expansion. The Alan Wake expansion. <laughs> Who knows? Is he going to be in it? Yes, he is. <laughs> so, <laughs> with with control, is there a way to take over your uh, what like I'd say your what you've played so far from the PlayStation Four version? Regrettably, no. Uh, this is part of the the whole thing we've been talking about for Control for months now, which is that the PS Five version of or Control Ultimate Edition is a different game to Control in the eyes yeah. of these consoles. So there's no save transfer or anything like that. Well, uh, it doesn't pick up your PS Four save. So that's a shame, and that's that's kind of why I had to replay the whole thing. And it was it was fine. It just it doesn't hit quite the same on the second time through. But then that's probably stating the obvious. Um, but hopefully, I can come back next week with positive things to say about that DLC. We'll find out. In the meantime, though, the thing that occupied uh, a fair amount of my time in the last week is I finally well, I say finally, it's pretty much only just come out. But I picked up Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Oh, fucking delicious. <laughs> Delicious is a good word for it uh, on the Nintendo Switch. Delicious because like it's this double whammy of here's this game I never played because it was on the Wii U and I didn't have a Wii U and apparently it's really good and kind of experimental and does wacky stuff for the Mario formula and that's fun, so I want to play that. But also Bowser's Fury, I don't know about you guys, but I basically had no idea what that thing was until it was out and people started talking about it. And then when people started talking about it, I was like, I really want to fucking play that thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I think I'm in the same boat as you. Like they, they announced it. I was like, okay, an expansion for an, a remaster, a remake, remaster of a game. Okay, but they never really got into the fact that like, oh, it's this like weird hub, open world, yeah, thing. It's for, for anyone that doesn't know. It's, I mean, it, it feels weird. Uh, the, you know, <laughs> so Jonesy fits the answer. So basically, Super Mario 3D World is kind of like. It's what you'd expect. It's like the the clashing of the sort of the 2D Mario Bros style and the uh, more 3D uh, style. They've kind of come together. And so it's still got an overworld and courses and lives and power-ups and a timer that you'd expect from a Mario Bros game, the 2D one, but with some of the elements of sort of like a galaxy or an Odyssey kind of mixed in there, although obviously predated Odyssey. Um, yeah. Bowser's Fury is mechanically the same, but it's an open world game. And it's like a four or so hour experience. And like, I know, again, Odyssey had elements of open world design. Like you'd go to New Donk City and you'd be able to run around there and sort of, it was a bit sandboxy and the approach you yeah. took to getting the moons was open-ended. But this is literally the entire game is on one map and it's all completely seamless. And you run up to courses and they just start. Like a little title splashes up to, <laughs> saying the name of the course you're doing and, you know, which cat shine you're getting. Um <laughs> And it, you just do it, and then it just ends, and you're still in the world running around. It's kind of neat. And then the other element is it's also got this thing where Bowser, as the name would suggest, is in this game. He's really angry, and he sits in the middle of the map. And then on <laughs> so a he's, timer, he's Jamie is what you're saying. He's he's kind of like me. 
I mean, we have a lot in common. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but basically, every couple of minutes, also like me, he gets really angry and gets up and starts like breathing fire and shooting fireballs down wherever you are. It's all dynamic. And if you get enough cat shines, then you put take the cat shine to the big cat gigabell and you turn into a giant like 100 foot tall cat Mario and have a big Godzilla fight with Bowser on top of the levels you were just doing because it's obviously it's all part of the. So seamless. Right. It's okay. a weird game. It, it, but it, so, it sounds very Japanese. It sounds Japanese. But do you know what the cool thing is? It's like, I, obviously I was a big Odyssey fan. I was waiting for whatever was next for Mario. I didn't think that this would be the thing that kind of filled that gap that, that I was looking to fill. But it's ended up being a lot more capable of that than I thought it was going to be. Partly because That's good. 3D World is just a seemingly a really good game. But also because Bowser's Fury is, is, is experimental. Like that's mm. shit we we haven't really seen from Mario before, and that the, in, in a core Mario game, um, and I appreciate them not necessarily taking risks. I don't think Nintendo are necessarily in that business outright, but trying stuff when they didn't yeah. really have to. It's very easy just to make another good Mario game, as Jonesy knows. People love to really like Mario, even when oh well, you know, dude. I mean, yeah, they do. Talking about what they've done in the past, like they could have just. Re- uh, re-released Super Mario 3D World, and that's it. Like, they didn't totally. have to do ba- uh, Bowser's Fury. They didn't have to. And no. they still could have charged the exact same price and people still would have bought it. Yep. In fact, there are other teams in the Nintendo wing when it comes to remastering or remaking or re-releasing games. They just put the words HD on the end and call it a day. <laughs> Charge you $60 for it. Good times. There you go. Yeah. More on that's that, the thing more on that later. My mind. That's what always blows my mind about um, about Nintendo is uh, they can they just charge sixty quid and then they all forever like it never seems to come down in price. <laughs> it never like, comes, is, when is it going on sale? No, never, never. You'll be lucky <laughs> if it goes on sale within the next ten yeah. years. You, you get you get an email from the Nintendo stop being like, "One of the, yeah, this game's on sale." And you go and check the eShop; it's forty five pounds. You're like, "Huh, great, yeah, <laughs> cool." How much was it yesterday? Forty six ninety nine. Yeah, Jesus yeah, Christ. Exactly. Yeah, your yeah. your only your only hope is to buy like second hand off eBay or something, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's been me for this week. Nice. Well, let's go from wholesome, family-oriented <laughs> uh, dinky content to some pure filth dinky. because um, dinky. Wow, dinky. That's it's it's a term of endearment. Bowser's Fury is not dinky. Wow. <laughs> um, I've been well. Okay, first up, so I've been carrying on my Hitman kick. Um, oh yeah, as I was talking about last week, I played a bit of. Uh, I finished Hitman One last week, and so I'm on to Hitman Two. Um, did you this sorry, week, Did you buy Hitman Three? No, no. My whole thing was I'm not going to buy Hitman Three until I'm back into Hitman and I'm and I'm into it. Because what I always do with Hitman games, I get them, I play them for a few hours, and I fall off hard, and then so it's yeah. not worth it. Love so that. this was my rationalization to myself: if I can get through the other two, then and I still want more, then I'll get three. So yeah, finished one, and I've Fair. played a few missions Fair. in two. Um, yeah, really enjoying it still at the moment. Like, I, it's funny when you go back to a game that you just get the second time round, and the first time round you're like, "This isn't for me," and then you play it again, and you're like, "Oh, I was yeah. it was me playing it wrong." Mm. Like, that's how I really feel with the Hitman games. Um, Hitman Two, I think I've just played the uh, is it like the racetrack mission? So I've played Hawks Bay, Miami um, baby. Played, that's yeah, the one I'm you played it. at a preview event, right? At E3. It is, it is exactly. But this time I did it completely different because rather than my thing in Hitman, which is go in, strangle a whole load of people, sneak around a bit, kind of ignoring what you're <laughs> supposed to do, and then just grab the 
target and kill them and try and escape. I've been specifically trying to find and follow all of the story missions. Um, and I've been having a much better time of it. So yeah, yes, I, yesterday I, I finished the uh, racetrack mission, which is I managed to kill both people in really cool, fun ways. Um, like I booted the chick down a hole because she's you. You basically convince her that you're this flamingo uh, mascot, oh, dude, yeah, yeah. but you've got some papers that um, are incriminating. And she, they take you to the back of it. This was, it was actually really exciting. They take you to the back of a van. And this is a really old game, so I won't it's gone too long. But they took me to the back of a van with plastic on the floor, and I'm like, "Shit, son, I'm about to get straight up murdered. This is gonna be this is gonna be interesting." And then she tells the security to piss off, and she's like, "Um." Give me the give me the documents and then you can piss off. So I handed her the documents and she turns her back and she's like, "Now go and get out of here and, I, and nothing else will happen." Um, and so I just booted her down the hole that she was standing in front of and then <laughs> snuck out. And then I killed her dad in like a I managed to hack a robot and it just shot him in the face, which was wicked. Um, but I'm fo- so I'm following all these story missions and I'm I'm really getting to grips with how that game is meant to be played and I'm really enjoying it. So hopefully I'll stick it out and then we'll roll into three. Um, nice, nice, but. I also got filth. This is going to appeal to some of our audience, not many, but um, or maybe a lot, I don't know. I kept getting uh, recommended videos on YouTube for other YouTubers playing a game called Booty Calls, which I was like, what is this game suddenly I'm being recommended for? I've never seen... I have never seen this type of game before. And when well, I explained... I'm, I'm sorry, Booty Calls. Booty Calls. And when I explained the type of game, Jamie was like, oh yeah, there's loads of that, you know, and he sent me some links somewhere. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, so it's and I didn't know what it was. So I was like, "Is it as filth as they're making out on YouTube?" <laughs> so I went and had a look at this game, and I kid you not, it is utter filth. It is like anime porn meets gem popping game where you can date girls and sleep with them. But I was, but it's on Steam, so I was quite surprised because I didn't think you would be allowed that on Steam. Um, but it's actually quite, a, it's actually quite a fun game in some respects because it's quite <laughs> adult, but funny and i was playing it for a bit i played it for a, about an hour and i was like oh this is actually quite funny like the writing's humorous it is filth to be warned if anyone wants to go and have a check it out because it's free i think to play but then you get to a paywall where it's like oh if you want to carry on playing and see more of the filth it costs you some serious cash it's like a mobile <laughs> game it's like drop uh 20 quid drop 50 quid drop 100 quid to unlock gems and cash and whatever and i'm like i said no nah, i'm out this is ridiculous <laughs> but what what worried me about that was like how many people are dropping real cash to oh, see yeah. big ass uh, you, anime titties you'd be surprised you know something because you say that right but if a game gets its claws into you yeah you'll sink some money into it like I think it you've happened. got to be a type, like because I I got to that point, and I'm like, no fucking way am I putting money into this game. Like, I'm, it, it's d- not... it depends on how much you enjoy the game, right? Like, I, that's true. Very I, true. I, is it any different to dropping some money in Warzone or Apex? Like, in I a feel way, yes because it's, it's also the the base level is the same thing, though, right? No, but these games that you mm. cannot play them, like you get to a point where they just stop. They kind of go oh, now you can't right. play. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. but also like the difference between that and Warzone or something like that is like in Warzone, let's say you want a specific like weapon skin or operator skin you go and you get that and you take it out into subsequent warzone matches with whatever you've just bought this is the kind of thing where like i'm I'm trying to deal with this without being crass but like (laughs) eventually surely like is the objective with playing a game like that to get to the point where you can handle take like take care of business and then lose interest or do you just keep playing (laughs) indefinitely like what's the objective there and because if the objective there is like to take care of business, then here's the real life hack for you. Here's the cheat. 
go and take care of business doing something else for free. And when you come back, you won't care about those anime titties anymore. <laughs> I promise you. But you that's what I'm saying. Like, no, you're it, it you're depend- absolutely right. That's but the it play, depends right? on the gameplay loop, though, right? Like, hey, if if you're enjoying the game, it's nothing wrong with paying for it. But, okay, yeah, but, but, I, Jamie's but right. I'm saying the reward is gone. Like, as soon as you get that out of your system, the reward's gone. <laughs> but I think the reason I think Jamie's right in this, I think they're, they're, the way these games kind of work, I guess, is they're hoping that in that moment you want to see a bit more, so you drop some cash. Mm. And then... You take care of business. You're not interested anymore. Well, you're like, shit, I can't believe I we, spent 50 quid on all, this piece of crap. I think we've all been there before sometimes where we're in the process of trying to take care of business and we get you know, this idea in our minds. We get tunnel vision almost where like we're going down in one direction. We're like, no, I'm, I need this to take care of my business. And then you get to a point where maybe that thing costs money or maybe that thing is behind a paywall of some Mate, kind. Mate, I've got two words for you. Only fans. Uh, that is their entire business model. Yeah. Can I just ask you guys a question? We, yeah. when, when did you guys become such pussies that you, 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 you're you talking about specific things in, in veil? We got I, I, like, I, I, We're trying I, I, to be good I, I, for I YouTube. Get coro- Hold on. I get coronavirus and I fucking... Um, <laughs> We're trying to be I'm, good I'm for YouTube. I'm gone for three weeks and all of a sudden I've come back to some fucking choir boys. Not, Quite, we're tr- not, not fucking we're trying to be family boys, friendly, but, you know. We're trying to be family also, friendly. Also, we've got to create a distinction between what's in the main podcast and what's in the after dark, right? <laughs> anything we anything we censor or don't say here is because it all goes full frontal in the after dark. Full this week's frontal. after dark is just us ah. talking about animated yeah. and people dropping money. Can, can well, we change? Can we change after dark's name to full frontal? I, I like. That. I mean, oh, yeah, I like well, that. Yeah, That's good. good. By all That's means, good. Well, maybe fucking Ethan of H three. He's got the H three after dark. Ah, Everyone like does afterbirds now, yeah. They all stole it from us. But look, I think um, one of the reasons I mentioned this was because when I mentioned it to you guys um, before the pod, uh, you brought up a game which we all had seen trailers <laughs> for and we all laughing about, which was um, and was like the main reason for me bringing up booty calls, which is don't play. It's a waste of fucking money. And if you do play it and then you get in that loop and then you drop cash, I'll feel bad. But Super Seducer 3 oh, was supposed yes. to drop on Steam um, and it actually got... Uh, held up um, by the, the sensors of Steam, or, or I suppose the, um, I don't know what you'd even call them. Steam effectively want to make sure yeah. that Super Seducer 3 is following all of its guidelines and is not doing anything too dodgy. Um, and in case people don't know, I'm sure most people have seen it, but Super Seducer, Super Seducer was... Um, no no, no affiliate it? to Super Show, just... Yeah, no, no affiliation. But out there. What do you call it, FMV? Is it FMV? Technically, yeah. they still call it that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, real video of this <clears throat> lank-haired, greasy-looking dude. <laughs> oh, who's poor Richard? Uh, who's got like the most annoying, like uh, common, common Cockney accent? And he rolls up to women and he's like, "All right, my name's Richard. I want to take you on a lovely date. Uh, I'm I'm a big player." And then he and then you have to click on dialogue options and stuff, <laughs> and you can take people out, and it plays you videos of stuff going on. And I think this this one though is gets a bit more sexy than Super Seducer Two and One, which were more dating sims. This is dating sims, and then you get a bit of the. From what I've seen in the trailers, it is like the shittest sort of Channel Five cable TV softcore porn, where they're still <laughs> fully dressed, but they disappear into another room and get a bit oh, rude and yeah. come out and go. Yeah. That was fun. There's yeah, no there's yeah. jazz plays, and you know they come back. Yes, out but sweaty. no, no actual, uh, no actual titties. From what no, I gather, long, no lingerie actual... apparently, which, which you know begs the question: Why? But this is not. A, can I just say this is not a game. This is well, not. No, it's, this is no, no, some no, like no, no, no. Jones is absolutely right, but I don't think he realizes in what way. 
because Go it's on. not a game. It's just a meme. That's all it is. When it first came out, <laughs> I was no. like so fucking serious about, no, this is my game about seducing women. <laughs> and I'm going to teach you the, the fucking core fundamentals of the Dennis method or some shit like that, right? Oh, no. And, and, and then it just became like such a meme by the time. And he's like, I'll make another one. And now it's, it's vaulted beyond meme status into a parody of itself. It's it's but mental. It, hang on though, just to clarify though, everything you said is is correct, but it's still a game. Yes, this is okay. a this yes, is a game. Yes. It, it's still is it a game? Yes, a game. Yes, you do things in the game and it progresses. It's yes. an interactive video game. But my issue with this is okay. Is is, is it a, is it a game? Is so for example, even the games we're talking about, like this, the anime, uh, whatever big titty games, they have games in. So they're effectively like games that you can play, like connecting gems, lining stuff up, getting points, unlocking stuff, whatever. And they then attach to it some form of nudity in order to give it like a USP. This is like the opposite, it seems. I haven't played it because it's not out yet. It's like you have all these videos of a scenario that they've gone and pre-recorded. They then put them together in a way that if you click on the right text option at the right time, you progress the story. Yeah. It's more yeah. like an interactive story. I don't yeah, know if I'd yeah, sorry. Get a- interactive, like choose your own adventure. Like that... That, that's yeah, been that's a genre a of video. video that's been a genre of video games for about fifty. Like, what's a yeah. Telltale game? They're not games either. Oh, so now, now you see. Here now we, we you, go. I'm go. sorry, Jonesy, but you've just made yourself look a bit silly in front of uh, <laughs> hundreds of people, <laughs> T- tens of people. <laughs> Do you know what? Because at least even with games like um, uh, Cave, or I don't know what the adaptation was. It like <clears> Adventure <throat> um, was. You could say use this like option you know use this element with this piece of the environment so this sort of like point and click what point and click um, would become later on because yeah. in those games it was text based you could say use the torch with the dark cave and it go you lit the cave that le- that has more game elements than super seducer <laughs> from what i can see there are, it, you have choices there are fail states there are success states like you know you might not want to call it a video game but that's it it, it, yeah. it is Okay, no, I wasn't saying. I didn't mean to say it wasn't. I'm like, to me, it doesn't seem like it. Certainly is. sounded. Kind of it certainly sounded like you wanted to say. <laughs> no, it I know, but I, I don't think it doesn't seem like it is to me. Because I suppose then you're like, well, how far? When is it? When's that line? When does it become something that we can call video gaming? When can we say, oh, this is a game. This belongs in. E- this belongs when in. You, e3, when you, when you don't. When you, when you don't interact with it. Yeah, but what about thousands of other people? Millions of other people do. No, no, no. Sorry. When, when the pro- when the pro- the property like the when the media is no longer interactive, when you're just watching it or listening. Oh, I to see it. what you mean. I see what you mean. Okay. Well, fair enough. So, what would even if it was like clicking a button to turn the page in a book? Use that's a video game. Because my <laughs> kids play, my kids play that. Or they play them every day on an iPad. You click a button to turn a page, and then it reads more of the story. And you click, and I'm like, that's not a video game. But according I, to you, it is. Mm. No, you clicked a button to interact with it, Jamie. It's a it's yeah, a but video no, game. but that, yeah, that, 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 that's but there's a, a there's a there's branch, branching choices. That's where the gamification comes in, right? Because you you select something, and then depending on what you select or the uh, <clears throat> the oh, fucking what's the word the sequence of things that you select, you <coughs> yeah. either get a fail state or a win state. That's that's a game. See, I I always think of it as having some element of skill involved in a game so even if it's even if you're playing a point and click adventure the skill is like figuring out that okay but hold on come on Jonesy. the skill here is choosing the right thing to talk to say so that the woman can drop their pants yeah fair enough come on come on you're just being obtuse now no no i genuinely like i'm 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 interested (laughs) in what you think i because i've always thought of those things as not really being 
games. But yeah, fair enough. If if you're right, there are fail states, there are win states, and you've got to figure out the right. So anyway, we'll be streaming um, <laughs> Super Seducer Three at some point in the future. Well, I was I was going to say, Jonesy, when are you? When are, a when are when are either of you going to fucking stream again? But B, when oh. are we going to see booty calls on the uh, Super oh, Show I Jonesy stream? I don't think. Uh, well, I've deleted it, so there you go. That won't be popping <laughs> on anytime soon. I will stream as soon as I can actually get you know. We're, as everyone knows, we're in lockdown at the moment and streaming and children and a tiny house like mine don't really fit. Like if, for people that don't know, this curtain behind here in my stairs and literally my kid's bedroom is there. <laughs> and so it doesn't really lend itself to streaming. But that's an, that's an aside. Christoph. Hey, hey I'm, I'm, in my, I'm in my son's bedroom. Look at there that. There you go. Hey. <laughs> oh, is that the penguin. John Lewis thing? Uh, this is a jelly cat. It's a, it's a, a stuffed uh, penguin for those listening. There you go. Ah, jelly cat uh, a yeah. brand. Yeah, it's a brand. Have you been playing anything? <clears throat> have you been able to play anything? Have you felt up to it? Mate, let me tell you, like, you, you almost think to yourself, all right, if I'm sick, if I'm ill, if I've got fucking coronavirus of all fucking things, at least let me game, right? <laughs> yes. Not, uh, not a fucking chance, all right? Because for, for numerous reasons, including the fact that when you get in front of a television or something your body just goes Mm-mm, i don't want this no no i don't want this just go to bed right plus if you've got so, like a headache and stuff and looking at lights and yeah and stuff exactly dude. Like, it just doesn't do well I and mean, it, it we've all we've all been sick and we've all had like bad sicknesses in our lives okay and you know the feeling where you're just feeling so dreadful that all you can muster yourself to do is just sit on the couch maybe watch tv but that's very much a passive thing you cannot bring yourself to do something active, even if it's just active with your, your brain and your thumbs. It's just, it's difficult. And that was me for majority of what I had. I got hit quite hard with, with COVID. <clears throat> it's funny, like the lead up to it, I kept on hearing about people who kept on getting it. And it's like, oh, you know, it's not too bad. It's like a bad cold or something. It's like, ah, oh, okay, cool. I got it and it fucking wiped me out. It wiped my wife out. It was fucking ridiculous, but yeah, you know, anyway, regardless, I didn't have much time to play. So I wish I could come here and list off like 50 fucking games and I've completed 20 of them and this, that, the other, but it's just not the case. Oh, if um, you'd have come back and if you'd have come and said that, everyone would have gone, he wasn't really ill. <laughs> he yeah. was fine. <laughs> True. Yeah, exactly. Shit. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, I, I have played some games. Okay. So I did manage to finish Spider-Man Mars Morales. Now, before I got nice. sick, I got to a point where it was only like maybe two hours gameplay left to finish it but i just didn't couldn't find the squirrel gaming slot in order to do it but i did manage to do it while i was still relatively sick i just thought you know what let me just got a bit of energy i feel up to it let me do it i played that game i finished that game and i felt very sick afterwards and i regretted like booting it up but anyway yes i finished spider Spider spider-man miles morales um i've come come out of it saying you know what it's a good game Maybe a little bit overpriced for what it was, and certainly not as good as the original Spider-Man, uh, in in terms of content. Uh, and and funnily enough, I think the gameplay in a kind in a way, I don't know. Well, there you go. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I, I would still recommend yeah. it, and I, hot I new, would still I, say hot new, hot new trend developing on the uh, Super Show podcast this week: being wrong. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, not wrong, but there you go. Um, yeah, yeah. Do, you ever, do you ever find when when jo, uh, when Jamie thinks he's got he's got it fucking right, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to hear any differing opinion, but he won't he won't go so far as to say like have an argument about it. He'll just be like, "No, you're wrong." 
You're wrong. Because he he knows that he's outnumbered on that front, <laughs> so he's not even going to go there. Don't you know, like to be fair, as, as Chris said, it's a fun game. It's a cool game. It's a yeah, it was yeah, also right. like, it, to be fair, like we would be re- retreading old ground because Jonesy, yeah. Jonesy and I did battle out a little bit on the Miles Morales front. Yeah, more so on like more so on like the value for money angle and so on and so forth. Yeah, I, like, um, I really enjoyed it. I, I'll be honest, was, like, I, 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 I don't cool see how you can see Miles Morales as a regression in terms of gameplay because it's, for me, it was fundamentally very similar, but with things added to it. Yeah, um, but I think I think it, it might just be... Like too it, much? Like the Venom stuff too yeah, much? The, the, well, the, the pacing. So the Venom stuff is really fucking cool, right? But I think maybe it's a term of the pacing because you've got a much shorter game. So it's just kind of like, here's this new thing, here's this new thing, here's this new thing. True. Whereas... Yeah, they rattle yeah, through that. Don't yeah, they? they kind of rattle through it. But then... On, on the flip side of that, like you're getting all these cool new abilities and they're coming at kind of, kind of like a, a breakneck speed, but you don't have that much variety to use them against, right? Yeah, no, I, I get what you mean, yeah. You, you've, you've, got really... like, you've got like two to three different kinds of enemy types. You've got the fucking rocks on dudes, you've got the, the underground, and then you've got some like thugs or whatever, and, that, and that's it. Yeah, and it's but like, then, yeah, I don't, okay, I don't know that that's something that the uh, OG Spider-Man did that much better, and I can certainly remember, or perhaps but, more damningly, or, can fa- yeah. f- uh, fail to remember lots of the things that I just straight up didn't use in the original Spider-Man, like some of the gadgets and oh, that thing. I'm like, totally. I don't like, can even the, tell the, you what they were. Yeah, in terms I, of the I gadgets, definitely, streamlined, yeah. definitely streamlined. And I'm, even a Mars Morales, I didn't even use. I only used like one or two of the gadgets. The, of the, of yeah, the there was there was one I didn't know I needed to use until I had. I think it was like a challenge or a trophy. I think it's like a vortex thing, like a black hole yeah. that sucks people in. And I was like, I yeah. don't even think I've got oh, yeah. that. Um, but yeah. I had to go back and get it like after I finished the game. Yeah, I don't know. Like 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 I said, it, it's a good game. It's a good story. Uh, it's a bit light in terms of characters. I like like okay so spider-man you had the sinister six and you know doc hawk and all of that and there was a lot of varied kind of different games in this i mean you've got the rhino you've got the tinkerer okay what else have you got i mean you also don't really be spoilers to say but i can think of like a handful more people maybe yeah oh oh yeah okay fine sure one or two but yeah, it's really good. It's really good. But I think, I don't know. I think that the balance was off. Like all the ingredients were right, but the quantities were maybe off. Like if you equate it to baking a cake or something. But then again, it's not like the cake came out and it flopped. It was still a delicious cake. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Round in circles we go. Uh, the other game I played for some... Okay, I'll tell you why this happened, okay? Because I went to go play a game on my Switch... And my Switch did that thing where, because I haven't played in like fucking, I don't know, four months, it, it didn't switch on. It was just completely dead. And I couldn't oh. even, you, when it gets to that point, if you plug it in and try and switch it on, it doesn't switch on. You almost need to like, you need to juice it for a couple of hours before it accepts a switch on right, right. thing. So I was like, okay. So I set it to charge and I was like, oh, I'm really fucking bored, but I don't want to get out of bed and blah, blah, blah. So I picked up my phone. I went to the Google Play Store. Lo and behold, what was there? Magic the Gathering Arena. Because I'm a fucking nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Chris. Oh, Chris. Don't owe Chris me because I fucking love it. I love Magic the Gathering. uh, Do you? I did not know that about you. Big time. Yeah, big time. It was one of these things that I I got into it at school because everyone was kind of getting into it. So, you know, it's almost like a trend and a peer pressure thing. So I got into it. 
<laughs> the nerds bullied each other into playing Magic the Gathering. <laughs> no, funnily enough, it was not just the nerds that were kind of getting into it at the time. But what happened was everybody fell off it like after two, three weeks. And I kind of kept on with it because I really enjoyed it. I think it's a really, really smart um, card game. But anyway, so MTG Arena is kind of the online version of it where you play the game, the game gets you, you know, the more you play and the challenges you do, the daily challenges, weekly challenges, etc. you get your gold, use the gold to buy packs, get more packs and cards and rarer cards or more powerful, blah, blah, blah. You get, you know the loop from like Hearthstone, I don't know, I assume Gwent, whatever it is. Artifact. Artifact, hell yeah. Um, but yeah, just something about Magic magic is just really fucking solid in its its gameplay and its design and I, i've really been enjoying it i've been quite addicted to it actually um yeah it's cool i just been playing it on my phone uh, but, uh, what's the monetization mm. like on it um is it aggressive i I'd, I'd say it's about what you'd expect it to be for this game i wouldn't say it's wouldn't say it's heavy-handed but it's not generous right. either it's like you can progress but really what you want to do is maybe spend a bit of money into it. But then again, like, I don't blame it. Like, if you're playing Magic the Gathering in real life, you go to a store, you buy the packs, right. you get the cards. Like, this is better because it's free and you can get up to a certain point just by fucking grinding and playing. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I haven't played against any other people yet. I've just been doing all the kind of AI challenges and whatever, just kind of want to build out my decks a bit more before i decide to go against other people but yeah it's cool it's cool and i think if you like card games and if you like magic the gathering it's definitely it, it's a no-brainer pickup because it's on desktop it's on i think it's on consoles and it's on well mobile now yeah. but the other game that i've been playing fellas and i played it with both of you fellas mm. yeah you did was, this was like maybe one of the the first time since getting covid that i was like you know i, I can play i can play games socially and that was Deep Rock Galactic with uh, with you two. And Steph was meant to join us, but he, he was being a bit of a scumbag that day. So you Scumbag know, Steph. He was, he was too busy pl- sinking all his money and time into booty calls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, Deep Rock Galactic, uh, a fun little game. Uh, free on Games Pass that we were playing on. Mm. But yeah, it, it was cool. Um, it was a good time. In fact, some of the most fun we had, Chris, was actually, ironically, <laughs> after Jonesy left, where we discovered a few things that we didn't know we could do. Yeah. No, oh, go on. No, not because you weren't there, Jonesy, to be fair. I mean, that's, you know, Jonesy yeah. makes it sound like we don't have a good time when you're there. <laughs> no, I meant like, what cool stuff did you discover that you could do? Um, we found a dance floor and, and a bar. <laughs> Literally really? just that. Literally just that. In, yeah. in the ship. Like, so, so Deep Rock Galactic, for those who don't know, is... You play as like mining dwarves in a, like some fucking spaceship or something, and you get you activate a mission. You go down. You got to collect some ore and fight these like bugs, and that's just the core loop. And then you can upgrade your fucking axe and your guns and shit. It, it's cool. It's quite simple. It's easy to get into. Um, and then you go back to this like hub area, which is your ship, where you can upgrade all your stuff. But yeah, one of the things that so Jonesy had to go and we were like, okay, well, we're not going to jump into another mission. So we just started like, you know, we were just chatting to each other, um, Jamie and I, and we started walking around the spaceship blah, 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 and we found out that there was a jukebox. So you interact with the jukebox. It starts playing this like cheesy music. You can't choose the music. It's all random, but it's like pretty cheesy, but pretty like head boppy. And there's a little dance floor area. And if you're in the dance floor area, 
it goes from first person view to third person view and you just start <laughs> dancing. And I So I that was know, three hours of your of your evening was there just I mean it wasn't dancing. three hours, but it was yeah. It was a good it was a good more time than we needed to spend on and that dance floor. Next to the dance floor there's a bar which I think we'd seen the time before that we we yeah. played, but we weren't a high enough level to buy stuff, I don't think. So right, I yeah. but I went up and now I was, so I could buy a round of drinks and like <laughs> these drinks would appear and it pours enough for everyone in the lobby at the time. So it was pouring drinks for Chris and I. And, yeah. and you could take the drinks onto the dance floor and just dance around <laughs> your drinks. And when you yeah, finish you, your drink, you just throw your cup wherever you want. Yeah, and then we were throwing the cups at each other and catching them, which uh, which was kind of cool. It also reminded me of what we used to do at ATG after hours. Not not drink beer and, and dance and throw the beers at each other. But we used to, a little peek behind the curtain, when no one was there, uh, it was us and usually uh, Martin Ruffle from the Just Interesting podcast, mm. the Rough Dog. We used to get lemons and just stand in corners, different corners of the room and just pelt these lemons at each other, catching them. But eventually, the yeah. more you throw it and, you know, sometimes you miss it and it hits a computer or something and you think you've damaged like a five grand Mac <laughs> Pro or something. It's like, nah, it's fine. Just brush it off. Eventually, this lemon starts losing its integrity. And uh, the more you throw it at each other, eventually you've got lemon all over your hands. Yeah. You know, we did it with oranges, uh, tangerines. Horrible Good feeling times. catching a fruit like that and like being able to feel that the, so the skin's intact, but everything <laughs> on the inside is just pulp and mush. Yeah, and, 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 you, and you know that it might come back to you one, one yeah. time and that, that outer shell is just going to fucking explode. <laughs> you, you always had to try and catch it away from your body just in case, yeah. It, like, yeah. Yeah, I don't think you were, you you weren't involved in a lot of those, were you, Jeremy? I, I never played f- fruity fruity throw throw, but I'm I'm, I'm glad that I missed out. Oh, it was out on so good, one. and you, you you had to throw it fucking hard. Like that was the whole thing, man. It reminds me times. of that. Do you ever play that egg throwing game where you have to throw an egg to someone else, and you start off like a foot apart, and then you start two feet, and then you go further yeah, and further yeah, yeah. and further. Yeah. <laughs> it was similar in theory, yeah, yeah. Good times, but yeah, that so that was uh, that was Deep Rock Galactic, and that was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, it just it it makes me want to play more games with you fellas, and hopefully that'll be on the cards now that I am ninety percent recovered. Hell yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think it, Deep Rock Galactic is a cool game. The only thing with it is, I find is I want the, the differentiation between the different classes to be more exaggerated. Yeah, I <clears throat> I, I kind of thought that as well. But then you re- you realize, oh, it's a Games Pass game and it's for free, so it doesn't matter. Do you, do you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, no, for sure. It's, it's still a fun game, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Brilliant. Yeah, I guess they've got to balance like the di- different combinations of players, right? Like that can be a single-player game if you really want it to be. And so yeah. Yeah. You, it's kind of like this thing where every class has things that make life easier, but you'll never get to a situation where if you not, don't have a certain class in your lineup, then you can't proceed. Because otherwise, yeah. it right, is yeah. a mi- like minimum four player game, and that's a very different, you know, ball oh, game. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess the the one thing that's kind of missing from that list that you might expect from someone like myself is Dota. <gasps> of um, course, I, I I didn't manage to get playing any Dota. That that just seemed like way too. Even now, kind of thinking about it, might be too strenuous a thing. To kind of lock yourself in uh, into a game for forty to sixty minutes, like high intensity, just fucking focus, focus, focus. 
the way I'm feeling is just like, nah, not on the cards. But, fellas, the reason I bring it up is because there was some interesting Dota news if you are into that kind of thing. Because Netflix has announced that they are releasing a Dota 2 anime of all things um coming out <laughs> fucking strange coming out on march 25th who fucking knew a dota anime but there you go uh, it's, it's the new thing by- isn't it video game anime adaptations do seem to be the new yeah I, so i think netflix did it with castlevania as yeah. like hey let's try this out and it was actually really fucking successful i think they were like they did like three seasons or something um i don't know if they're gonna do another one but you gotta understand on netflix three seasons of anything is quite quite an achievement true when it when yeah. it's a netflix made thing because they've got these kind of things where it might be a critically acclaimed show but if the stats show uh, a, a decline that they, they'll just cancel it they don't give a shit they're just like no two seasons that's all you're getting you're not gonna you don't have an opportunity to wrap anything up just fuck you it's done so but yeah, anyway, br- yeah. they are brutal with that yeah. um, and that's that's one of the issues people have with you're watching a show and you're like oh, this is a good this is a good show i'm sure it'll be back and you're like nope and yeah, then everyone's like, what? I thought that was well-received, did well. I did it with um, uh, Altered Carbon. Loved yeah. the first season. Was was lukewarm on the second season. Was like, oh, I wonder if they'll pull it back for season three. You know, uh, no season three. Yeah, It's gone. It's yeah. never gone. And, and, and not only that, no season three and no chance to like wrap it up. Because at least sometimes, no. sometimes, not always, but sometimes with the networks, they're like, your show's going to be cancelled, so you better wrap it up in the next four episodes. You know? Yes. So, yeah. But anyway, Isn't yeah. that what happened with Twin Peaks? Was they they were intending loads more, and then they went, "Nah, you've got about." And then they were like, "Jesus Christ!" It was like halfway through the season, it got like canned or something, didn't it? And yeah, it was something like that. Because the season was really, two was really long, wasn't it, compared to season one? Yeah, yeah. Mm. there was a, a really cool Brutal. show called um, Jericho. Like not oh, yeah, not, an old, not an old show at all. Jer- Jericho's fucking cool, and it ended on such a cliffhanger on of, after the first season, like basically two warring time. Ta- so. The premise was like nukes fall on the states and there's nuclear fallout and blah, blah, blah. And there's a little town of Jericho that's kind of safe from the fallout, but they survived the nukes. And then there's a neighboring town. And then these two towns are going to go to go to war with each other. And just as they're about to go to war with each other, it's like, boom, end of season. And uh, and then it wasn't renewed for a second season. And there was this campaign to send like peanuts to tell the the network that they were nuts for cancelling it. So the network was like, okay, we'll give you half a season so you can wrap up the story. But it's also, if you really fucking like this, then let us know with ratings and we'll carry on. And they never got the ratings that they wanted. So yeah, it was like one and a half seasons, which is a shame because that show is fucking baller. But we digress. Dota yeah, 2 what, is, what is Dota 2 this season? The anime going to be? So it's only eight episodes, okay? And I... You know, they haven't committed or said anything with regards to like, hey, it's going to carry on. But I think it will be quite popular. Like Dota 2 as a game might be on a decline, but as a, as a viewership thing on, on their esports, I think it's still very solid. I think pe- more people watch Dota esports than actually play Dota 2. Um, and just judging by when, when I saw the trailer on, on uh, YouTube, it was robust numbers, like two and a half million or something like i think it'll do well anyway it's called dragon's blood and a follow if you know uh dota there are two characters called drag one's called dragon knight another one's called uh marana 
and it's going to focus on them. So Dragon Knight and Morana face demons and gods with unexpected allies in an all-new anime series on Netflix. Discover heroes, both old and new, come to life. Eight episodes. There you go. So uh, it's the same studio that did Legend of Korra and the Netflix Voltron. So it looks pretty good. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but it's a bit of an unknown quantity. The main trailer is going to come out on March 2nd. And then, like I said, the series premiere will be on March 25th. Okay. So if you're into Dota, if you're into anime, if you're, if you're into Netflix, hey, well, that's the fucking trifecta for you right there. <laughs> you, how many of those boxes do you tick? Two, three? I don't, uh, I'm not sure how you feel about anime. You know, I used to be big into anime, actually. Used to be very big into anime, but I've kind of fallen off it. Um, I used I used to be... I'd say I'm more mainstream anime now, like casual watcher. But I right. used to be quite like, oh, I'm going to watch some fringe shit about this, like little girls who think they're dragons. and sh-. Not not like that, but you know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. Weird. Yeah, this yeah. could be an No, but like, one, like you, you talk about like the more mainstream stuff like Dragon Ball Z and Naruto I'm really into. Avatar. Um, I never watched Avatar actually, but uh, yeah, um, there you go. Oh, what's the Jonesy? What's the thing you watch with the big naked men? <laughs> oh, um, Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. Oh, sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, yeah. That, no, yeah. That's. Oh, that, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're talking oh, about. Oh, you're talking about the other oh, one. Yeah. We, that, that's for the after dark. Oh, Sorry, yeah. that's <laughs> for the, that's for the full frontal. People like Attack on Titan, from what I gather. Attack on Titan's great. One Punch yeah, Man. People like One Punch Man. People One like, Punch Man um, is fucking sick, dude. People yeah. like the pirates who could with the One stretchy piece. arms. One Piece. Yeah. Uh, uh, Neon Neon Genesis event. Evangelion. Neon Genesis. Yeah, I've hear, I hear. I do hear that one. The thing I always find a little bit odd about like adaptations. Maybe I'm I'm wrong, Chris, but like so with Dota. Hmm. Yeah. Because obviously, let's say Attack on Titan, for example, it's all around the story, right? The whole thing behind the series is like the story is finding out what the hell Titans are, where they come from, what's going on, who this person is. Yeah, and you, yeah, it's yeah. constantly about intrigue and story and, and it's grown out of that. And they've had a couple of video games out of it. But when you have something like Dota 2, what, is there an idea as to like what the story is going to be? Because when you have an adaptation for me of a game like that, yeah. you could basically do anything, right? You can kind of have the story do anything. Is does it matter what the story is, or is it just that as long as it's using those characters and in that world? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so Dota Two does actually have a story, and it's quite a quite a complex weaved story. But it's it's not anything that they kind of put in, into your face. It's more like, hey, if you look at listen to item descriptions and how the characters interact with each other, uh-huh. there is an overarching story and everything, right? And that's fine. Like you either into it or you're not. I, I guess with something like this, like. A, an adaptation of Dota on Netflix. It's yeah. It's 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 probably more a case of a novelty of saying Here, here's the characters that you play as in the game in a fucking anime adventure. Like just watch it. Is it going to be as simple as like here are some ancients. The good guys will defend them. These guys <laughs> will attack them. That's the, then they like nah. whatever happens off the back of that. No, nah, no, nah, I don't think so. I, I yeah, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. I'm expecting like a, a decent story that kind of has elements of what you would expect from the main game with like i don't know maybe you'll be like oh look he's holding that fucking item that i buy that gives me fucking <laughs> plus five strength or whatever you know like bullshit like that but yeah no i i think it's cool i think it's gonna be cool uh and i wonder how how well it will do to 
with like non-Dota fans. Probably gonna be interesting. Not yeah. at all. <laughs> every every episode, there's gonna be a point where if it's true to Dota, uh, there's a there's the there's an antagonist to protagonist. Yeah, running toward each other with a small group of people with them, and then they'll get to a point they'll be fighting this epic battle, and then they'll lose all their little people. So the good guy will turn around and go and run away quickly, yep. and then right. they'll be overtaken be by like, some more people. Yeah, they'll turn be like, around, they just, they just disappear. Fighting. They'll just disappear, and it's just like, oh yeah, Dragon Knight uh, rage quit. So <laughs> yeah, don't ex- don't ex- don't expect him back. And then and then the the team uh, that lost are kind of stood around at the end of the fight, and he says, "I'm I'm reporting you for feeding. I'm sorry, but like." <laughs> Like yeah, that's what's called, right, Chris? Feeding, feeding, yeah. Feeding, and yeah. and they are they going to type GG fast finish? Yeah, just, just fucking finish. Or like game. at the start of the fight, they're like, oh, for fuck's sake, these lot of Russians, we're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it if they have a character that just comes and just starts like fucking everything up and starts like just sprouting Russian. I'd laugh so much. That yeah. would be so good. But I doubt it that is, they would do that. Is oh. some of the, I must admit, most of my um, experience of like anime from games is uh, with my kids, where they play a get like they play a game or watch a show, and then there's like a toy version of it, and they try yeah. and like force in the game elements into the anime, and it's really weird. Like Bakugan, as an example, was like they're trying to squeeze in the video game elements into or the, <laughs> the game elements into the do, series, and it gets a bit weird. Do, do, do you know how I do it? And Chris would probably roll his eyes, but like I, I genuinely think like this is would be an interesting way to handle a like a video game adaptation is. Essentially, it'd be a comedy series, an animated comedy series, where it was almost like Toy Story, where like the characters in Dota Two are like these like the conscious like things with their own personalities, but they're also aware <laughs> that the they're game. characters within a game that are being controlled by humans that wow. they have to not pretend to not be aware of. So you so can it, almost have like. like Wreck it Ralph. Like their life between it, yeah, matches. it's like it's like Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, like Jonesy kind of got it, and like the meta <laughs> things that we were discussing just then, like being aware that like the people you're up against are from a different country, or that, that they're really good, or like feeding, or someone's <laughs> AFK. Like those almost go from being jokes that gamers make to jokes amongst the characters. And yeah, I, yeah. you see, I I'd love that as well, but then I also like the fact that they've just got this like, no, it's just a serious story in the world of Dota. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, fair enough, that could be. I'll, I'll watch the trailers and you know see yeah. if anything. It, it's it's nice animation, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it just reminds me of every time we used to have discussions about esports for when people <laughs> used to come to us at ATG, and they were like, "Oh, esports, yeah. we can really like market against that. What can you guys do for esports?" And, and I'm like, "Well, you know, I mean, fucking, there, there are things you could do." But the idea that I kept on coming back to was like, just make fucking scripted content around esports players mm, and my right. whole idea was like hey have a fucking a fictional esports player who is like a office style mockumentary of him just fucking doing stupid shit trying to get into teams and whatever but he's not actually that good but somehow yeah. he stumbled into the main role I'd love to see something like that. We just didn't. We, the guy from Always Sunny just did the game dev side of that, didn't he? With um, yeah, Ray, Mythic Quest, which, Mythic Quest, which is yeah. which is really fucking good, by the way. Like, yeah. really, really good. So, who knows? Maybe in the future, Chris, that uh, maybe that might happen. And you I'll, can... I'll wait for I'll wait for my royalties. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think don't... I'm going to be waiting a long time. Yeah, I was going to say, don't hold your breath, but you never know. <laughs> But, um, when is when is it uh, when's it coming out? When is the Dota anime starting? <clears throat> March twenty fifth. So there's a announcement trailer 
that's already out. There's a teaser trailer that should be out by the time the podcast goes up. Main trailer coming out March 2nd and series premiere March 25th. So it's all happening like really quickly. And the thing is like no one in the Dota community knew this was happening. Right. No so one, that, yeah. which I like that. I do like that. There's, cool. We talked about earlier about how things get um, uh, cheekily pushed out way too early. But there oh, is yeah, something yeah. to be said of like this thing's coming out and it's coming out next month. That just gets you super psyched for, it's, I can't believe they did this. It's yeah. so cool. It's a different yeah. kind of hype. Like it reminds me, I, I mentioned it earlier, but it reminds me of Fallout 4. They announced it at the E3 and they're like, oh yeah, coming out this year, like in three months time. And it's like, oh my God, this is fucking amazing. Yeah, it's often because it's know? unexpected, I guess. Yeah, that's, and, that's and it, it, it. I, I'd, I'd say it, it didn't, didn't negatively impact their, their sales or interest in it. If anything doing it that way maybe bolstered it a bit i don't know yes like like there is something to say for drawn out process where you get a lot of people to kind of fucking understand it and this that the other and like you look at uh cyberpunk and how many copies they sold because it's like yeah well that was a fucking on pre-order for like two years <laughs> yeah yeah but let, but do you know who are really they are jet oh well pretty much are very good at um not dragging it out and giving it to you pretty close to the date at which things are released yeah, it is, it is Nintendo. Nintendo, they're good at it sometimes, bad at it at other times. I, I, th- I think they're, ge- I think they're pretty good at it. I think they're um, uh, genuinely pretty decent at it. I often think it's, it's always like a few months away, or it's in the next half of the year. It's, it's not often that they're like four years down the line. No. You've got a new Mario game. Although, yeah. they, they... yes, I, I genuinely, generally agree with you, and certainly, uh, like, but then they've been much better at that recently. But they have, in the previous, even in the last couple of years, made the mistake of very prematurely announcing things <laughs> that still haven't returned to the limelight. Yeah. Much to people's two, two, two of which are going to be fucking, mm, no, yeah, involved, involved. Let's keep it positive gonna, because, so, um, <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about the Nintendo Direct, Alex Jones? I'm talking about the Nintendo Direct that uh, was was put out by Nintendo yesterday, and it was almost an hour long of. Um, well, I, I was going to say Nintendo goodness, but I think reaction has been <laughs> lukewarm. Is that fair to say lukewarm, or has yeah, been? Yeah, I think not. I think, not a mate. Not sort of like I, I overwhelmingly positive. Th- there was there was a person on Twitter uh, going by the handle at Hot Panic that I think um, <laughs> summed it up. I saw quite, his replies. Yeah, his comments summed it up quite well in saying, uh, "What a delightfully average Nintendo Direct." Yes. Yeah. Because that's what it was. It was delightful, but it was still average. And yeah, it was Nintendo Direct. That. I can get behind that. <laughs> but like, yeah, I'm sure you guys were super psyched for this coming up. Um, well, not too psyched. Let me let me not over like blow it out of proportions. But you were both excited for it, and I there were yeah. lots of WhatsApp messages last night when um, yeah. I, I, you were talking I, 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 about I, I, it. Fully, fully, you know, concede that I was I was excited. I was excited. Yeah, Should I will we do say it? Should we go through some I'll, of the- Yeah, sure. But hold on, I, I will say that. Anytime there is an actual Nintendo Direct, I think that is cause for excitement. Right. Uh, but funnily enough, yeah, I, I think I was. I think my my expectation was pretty tempered with this. I mean, obviously, I, I, I put out a tweet saying like, "Oh, I it would be cool if these things were on it." But I, I was pretty tempered. I wasn't wasn't overly disappointed by things that were not in it. If that makes sense. Sure. But I think no. one of the reasons that people like me were expecting maybe a little bit more, and I think people said it was a bit average, was because it was 590 days since the last one, which is quite a long time. <laughs> Fucking almost crazy. Um, to think they went that, through the whole of 20... over two years? Uh, it's, over it's, two it's, years? It's, about, it's just, no, it's 19 months. I just think. under, yeah. 
It was, yeah. it was um, uh, September yeah. 2019. So all of 2020, everything Nintendo did was like a mini direct or a third party showcase or like a right. Pokemon Indies. specific. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah, all that stuff they do that's not an actual direct. That's what they were doing. So <laughs> that was 590 that- days. I I know people that are that like like imagine like fucking hell yeah whatever. <laughs> but, but like it, it's a it's a valid point because like you think to yourself okay they've got to have a reason to bring back this format after so long and we haven't got there yet. But you look at what people would consider the highlights, the big big top level takeaways on this direct, and I don't know if they warrant. But no, like I don't, bringing it back, I don't know. I I, I don't think they are. Like if you, it, it's mad. Okay, so since the last direct, we were introduced to the new generation of consoles. The new generation of consoles came out, and they've still been out, and they've had their own controversy coming out of it. Like the world has changed since the last Nintendo direct, and then it's almost like they come back and they're like, "Hey, Nintendo!" First of all, the way that they announced it, like your yeah, Nintendo direct tomorrow. <laughs> I do like that though. I do like that. I, I like it as well because it's just super dry, the, so blasé. Yeah, and it's very Nintendo. Yeah, in a in a weird way. But yeah, and then it's like Jamie's right. Okay, that's fine. But it's been such a long time. Like there needs to be something that like makes it a fucking memorable thing. Yeah. You you know what's memorable from what they showed off um, last night? The things that aren't there as opposed to the things that are. That's what's memorable. What yep. I found w- weird about that was that they mentioned some of the stuff that wasn't there, which was well, weird. Well, like, if, I, I I don't know why, but I just maybe don't mention it. Um, that's, also that, kind of, that's, that's also kind of a Nintendo thing, though. Very Nintendo, very Nintendo. You know, they're, they're very yeah, much like, maybe. oh, we don't have anything to show, we don't have anything to announce, but just want you to know we're working on a Zelda game. Or yeah. we just want you to know we're working on something. And it's like, oh, okay, you didn't need to tell me, that's fine. Yeah. They, they love yeah, doing that, though. Maybe. And it's, I guess the, the other note going into this was that, like, Nintendo have a lot of anniversaries uh, coming up. And as we saw with uh, what they did with Super Mario or have been doing with it over the last <laughs> six months or so, like, Nintendo seemed to have been in the spirit of celebrating these anniversaries with some fun announcements and fun products and some fun games. And I think they still will come back around to that for certain series. Yeah, yeah um, there's still time. I mean... You know, I mean, we, the whole year ahead of us. But I think some people will maybe thought that the timing and the way these things aligned with, hey, Direct's returning, and it's also, for example, The Legend of Zelda's 35th anniversary, <laughs> yeah. that there might be uh, some... But, but do you think that this is maybe just like the Band-Aid Nintendo Direct? Like, that, I did, I did wonder in, that. In such a long time, pressure is enormous. Like, let's just fucking do something. Yeah. There you go. Now we've done it. Now just look forward to the next one. Yeah, exactly. But then did they need to, like, I, I have, do they need to, like, bring it back as, like, oh, we're really sorry these have been gone. We're bringing it back. They've Because they've done quite a lot of good stuff with the smaller ones, the minis. They did the 35, the 35th Mario announcement. Yeah. What was it, like, six but months ago? The like, is, they don't need you to You can't have, like, do a 50-minute mini direct, though. So maybe they were just no, no, like, but break it up, break it into down into more multiple ones. So they could have done like but then, but then like three over the next. You few look at the release dates of these things, and it's like okay, like do do one this month and one next month, and maybe yeah. there are weird things around third party like deals and when they have to. But I, I would have said one do one earlier. Like they 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 should have started like beginning of the year if they were going to do that. I, I, I would have said the whole time the uh, release thing should have been a bit different. I, I it's it's not I, a bad thing, I suppose, to do it. I think this is this is catch up. Is what this is. Yeah, this is like right. last year we only focused on like like smaller minis animal crossing. and directs and animal crossing and uh <laughs> nintendo indies 
And that's all we really focused on. And it's like, oh shit. But in the meantime, all of these fucking games have been like in development and they're going to come out soon. What are we going to do? Ah, fuck it. Let's just make another Nintendo Direct. Stick them all 50 together. Minutes, yeah. There you go. That, that's we, kind of probably what it is. Should we go through some of the announcements then? Um, yeah, yeah I, th- I think I think go through the bigger ones than the smaller ones because you know, like who, who, who? I'm sure people care about Famicom Detective Club coming out May 14th. But- uh, do you know what? I've already seen some people and heard from some people <laughs> that are very excited or at least curious about the fact that Famicom Detective Club is returning, translated into English yeah. on May 14th. And that's, for, <laughs> for those okay. who don't know, that's that's one of those games that are not, according to Alex Jones, then it's not a game. No, it's not a game. It's not a video game. Not a video game. I, from what I could tell of that, though, I thought that seemed more like a. I've never, I've never played like Famicom Detective Club, but it seemed more like a point and clicky oh, adventure strange. type thing. No, it's not. It's, <laughs> is it's, it not like that? It's uh, branching dialogue options. That's all it is. It's more of oh, a. Um, fuck that! It looks, I was a little bit excited like about this as well, <laughs> didn't it? To me, at least, I don't know. Yeah, Although kind Phoenix of, White I, obviously I, has the courtroom scenes, which yeah, and I, I don't know if you collect evidence and shit like that. But yeah, yeah. See, I love, I love a old school travel around the world fly about like point and click type deal and i thought oh if this is like that then that'll be quite cool now you've told me it's just some branching option dialogue bullshit i'm out i'm just <laughs> gonna tell you now i'm out i don't know much about those games to be honest I'll t- yeah but but yeah that, but yeah, that, that yeah, announcement go, go, go. wasn't for us i mean like on, Jamie, like on. we don't play smash for example but new characters coming to smash is always something of a big deal pyra and mithra yeah. of xenoblade chronicles fame uh have yeah. both had their invitations. I just mainly wanted to say how weird it is that we've gotten to the point where characters who can talk, because not every character in these games can talk, are yeah. now acknowledging they're going into Smash and referring to it <laughs> as Smash. Like, it's so yeah, weird yeah, seeing someone from Xenoblade going, I got my invitation to Smash. And it's like, what? what? Hang on. What, would you, can, can we, we're just calling it just, its nickname now? Yeah. And can we just take a second to to talk about the voiceover work in Xenoblade Chronicles? The dude's northern. I, but it's so weird, and uh, like, yeah, I thought it was, yeah, it was like Scottish or something, wasn't it? It's no, like, he sounded low. He was like, eight man, where's my invitation to smash? I thought I wanted to go into the game. It was like, oh. was that Rex when they're like saying that he was going to make it in? But then they did it. Oh. They did a really, I, I maybe it is like a very Japanese thing. But when they have like the trailer, the game footage, sorry, and yeah. then they have like really sort of dramatic music over the top with people mouthing stuff that you can't hear, no in-game sounds, so it's just like, da 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 da, and they're like running around and then that random vo of going i'm going i'm going to smash it was so weird oh, but dude, like that, that's that's strange. the that's the the fucking perfect storm of like um nintendo how they do things because nintendo make make trailers where they just strip out all the sound effects a lot of the time yeah, yeah. Like, they're so right, square enix like do you remember that square the one year where we all thought the kingdom hearts three trailers were broken <laughs> Yeah. Because, oh, yes. Because the audio seemed wrong. It was like yeah. this doesn't make sense. But but this is what I'm saying. So it's, you, you've got the Nintendo way of doing things. You've got the Japanese way of doing things. You fucking you know the the overarching Japanese way of doing <laughs> things. And then you add in the fact that like the Xenoblade Chronicles has this really odd audio audio voice work. I mean, I'm sure some people love it, but yes, yeah, it's, it's weird. And you just put that all together, and it's just like this is strange. <laughs> it was yeah. very strange. Um. It was strange, and I'll be honest, uh, as, as Jonesy can attest as someone who tried to watch the uh, the direct on catch up and maybe didn't get as far <laughs> through it as he would have liked. The rest of the kind of the first half, maybe let's say the first third of this direct was strange, but they did re- roll out some uh, 
let's say some logical third-party games, some of which I yeah. was kind of surprised weren't already on the platform. Fall Guys being one of them. That's coming yeah. to the Switch in summer. Outer Wilds, obviously a very uh, well-reviewed and critically acclaimed game, uh, yeah. also coming out in the summer. I, that, to, that to me sounds like a good Switch game. Like, I can see myself getting Outer Wilds on the Switch. Sure. Yeah, like a twenty-two minute loop. You know, you could pick it up for twenty-two minutes. Yeah, and, and it's it's it a very it's you play it. You sit there, you can play it and be like, oh, I'm finding out what's going on, and then you loop and you well, do it again. Like course, some games for same, me are like same not with Switch guys, though. Per- perfect fit for a Switch. Yeah, yeah. perfect fit. Yeah, although I will say, Jonesy, you don't really need to find out what's going on in the Outer Worlds if you watch the trailer that Nintendo did for Outer Worlds because <laughs> the fucking direct voiceover guy decided to explain the entire fucking the way the game functions over the top of the trailer. <laughs> Like you're not He's, what, you're not really meant to know it's a time loop until you start playing and find out like the, the when the sun supernovas for the first time that's part of the mystery. Yeah, I oh, could I attest to that because I sat on a two hour live stream not understanding that game. <laughs> well, well, I knew that already because when you guys you guys streamed you and it. Steph just fucking <laughs> we, were, we were convinced we were playing one of the worst games of the year. Like, what the fuck <laughs> is this thing? And then you come out of it and it's like every genius video games journalist is like, "Why the Outer Wilds is the most intelligent, surprising <laughs> video game of the year?" Me and Steph were just like, we swam into the big fish's mouth and died. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you bump into the sun as well? Yeah, we flew into the sun. We did everything. And every time you died, you went back and you're like, oh, what a weird game. <laughs> Man, I... I Jeez. Not not just now with this, but I've been on a fucking nostalgia bent with our fucking ATG live streams. Yeah. I wish I could um, resurrect them. Even if it's just the channel, there was just the fucking live streams. I fucking love it. Me but too. Anyway. Me too. Anyway. But going back to, we going can... back to Switch, like some games work and I think this will work. When you say to me like Witcher 3 is coming to Switch, Skyrim's coming to Switch, I want to be sick in my mouth a little bit. Yeah. Because I'm like, these are not the ways to play those games. Yeah. But yeah. This, set, this seems like a, a fit. Fall Guys seems perfect. Like, you know, it's cute and dinky. Just yeah. like the Switch. And dinky, just like yeah. Like, I guess another sort of like sub-genre of games that seems to be finding a bit of a home on the Switch lately is the Musu games. After oh, yeah. we had uh, the critically acclaimed Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Samurai Warriors 5 is the next to join the battle. Yeah. That's coming in summer. It's got, it's got a cool um, art style. It did look nice. It did look yeah. nice. Um, also, I think um, uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity has also got some DLC coming up, but it's, it's con- content... DLC rather than story DLC. Yeah, like new weapons for certain characters and yeah. things like that seem to yeah. be the focus. But yeah, that was another announcement from uh as like from a, the direct. a season pass or some shit. Yes. Uh the mana games are still uh all <laughs> coming out. This time it was Legend of Mana, which I believe was the PS1 title. Uh that is yeah. also coming out on Switch on June twenty fourth. So um people who like mana rejoice. <laughs> And and there um, are there are a decent amount of them out there, but just n- none of us, I guess. None of us. Do you know what else that applies to, Chris? Tell me. Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. We don't play Rise. that game, but boy, do really fucking like it. People really fucking like it. Chris, you're right. Monster Hunter Rise, which has already had a demo on the Switch. I guess, I guess yeah. if anyone wants to play it and figure out if it's for them, that's coming out on the on March 26th. Pretty decent looking trailer, I thought. Like, yeah, a couple of things I looked at was like, man, I. Dude, let, let me think. let me tell you about that fucking trailer. So I try try and work this out with me. Does it seem like they've got? I don't know if it's part of the story or if it's a, a particular mode that's called Rampage, but it's you, talking about Attack on Titan earlier. It's kind of like yeah. that. Like you've got a home base 
and the monsters come and attack you. That that kind of gets away from like one of the things that I dislike about Monsters is that like the monsters are just fucking sleeping and you go start hacking <laughs> at its shins. It's like, hey, yeah, in this one, brutal. guess what? They're attacking your home. Okay, damn right I'm going to fuck him up now. I'm in. I don't know. Yeah. It, the, That's all we needed. We needed them <laughs> yeah. to show some aggression. I just like, needed I a wall and, and a monster fucking coming over the wall. Yeah. I don't know. It, it looked interesting in a way that kind of got me more interested in Monster Hunter than anything else had in the past. Probably still not going to fucking play it, but... Yeah. yeah. I, I think Monster... Uh, sorry, sorry mate, go on. No, no, you oh. go for it. I was just going to say, like, a Monster Hunter game where they said, where the idea was, you're at home in your village or whatever, and then a monster attacks it, and then you and a band of people get together and have to fight the monster to defeat it to save where you... Like, that to me sounds like a much cooler concept than, bit hungry, mate, you can make a tasty stew of a leg of that big old griffin thing lying out there and asleep. Has it got a family? Yes, it has. Is it sentient? Yes, it is. But go and smash it to bits and cook it. Like, that is a... I'd much rather play the protect your fat village, protect your settlement yeah. sort of angle it, than... Uh, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because that trailer almost sells you on an idea of a game that Monster Hunter Rise isn't in that you, you'd you want... Like, I would play the hell out of a game where a Monster Hunter monster comes, breaks into a village and it's actually like an MMO where all the people in the village are playable characters. Oh, that'd be wicked. That would be so cool. Mate, yeah. evolve an evolve MMO where the monster is <laughs> not person controlled, breaks into your village, and you've all got to fight it to get rid of it. Yeah, it's you, like you, the, you guys have no love for the hunt. <laughs> yes, yeah, to be fair, it's not Monster Hunter. It's like Monster you, Defender. You, you, what about, what the about reason they don't what about, make comb- What about instead of Monster Hunter, it's Monster Hunter, and it's like... Okay. It's it's like a breeding simulator for for the monsters of Monster Hunter, right. and then and then hear me out, okay, Monster Hunter, and then what happens is you you take a, a little bit of the fucking Zaphalos or whatever it's fucking called, and the 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 Boogaloo, all right, and you you make them pork, and then the Zafabungu. Right, and then that creates another creature that's its own little entity. You can, you can create hybrid monsters. Yeah, so we but still there's another them. element of the game where other people can tr- can can try and attack your like offspring, and it's like, do you? Uh, I'm kind of going a little bit off the rails here, and I'm waiting for one of you to interject and just move on so that I can stop talking. <laughs> okay, counterpoint, counterpoint. Okay. <laughs> Let's bring back a legendary franchise and combine it with the Monster Hunter franchise because no one likes it. And let's be honest, Monster Hunter needs a breath of fresh air. Yeah, Co- everybody hates Monster Hunter. Everyone hates just, Monster not Hunter. Not just us, yeah. Hear me out. Cabela's dangerous big game Monster Hunters. I like so it. So it's still I like, like the Zaphalos and all those guys, <laughs> but it's a Cabela's game. So you're just going out there with a shotgun and shooting them in the head. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like it. Thank you. Wait, was Thank it? Thank you going into my TED Talk. Should we, should we move on to the yeah, next game? Please. Um, which, uh, uh, yeah, talking about next up, they, um, Cabela's up Big Game Hunters coming out on a... D- <laughs> Sorry. No, the, the, the next super mashup is, uh, is, Ma- is Mario, but this time he's playing golf. Yeah, yes. Mario, Mario Golf Super Rush, June 25th. Rejoice. Rejoice. I mean, fellas. I love Nintendo's way of doing that. Well, they- we want to make a golf game. It sounds shit. Mario Golf Game? I'm in. What shit about golf games? But the, that's the fact that no one buys them. That's why they have to make Mario Golf in order to sell it. Okay, but look, fellas, let, let's be real here. It was very dry, wasn't it? Until until they were like, oh yeah, speed golf. 
Speed Golf is genius. I genius. won't hear anything else, uh, anything bad said about it. There was, I'm annoyed about this. Yeah, because I invented Speed Golf. <laughs> like, uh, here we go. Fifteen we years go. ago. Settle in. Years ago. Settle in, children. Here we go. Alex Jones invented Speed Golf. I don't know what this is in this game when it says Speed Golf, but I had a mate who used to play golf. And this is like 15 years ago. And I, I genuinely said, I said, oh, the problem with golf, I said, I quite like golf, but it's kind of boring. I said, and, and that's why I think that people like to play. It takes too long. I said, what you need is is like speed golf. And he was like, what the hell's speed golf? I said, right, simple. You all line up at the tee at the exact same time. It doesn't matter how many shots you take to get in the hole, but you it's just whoever gets the ball in the hole first. So you could go 50 small shots and you try, try and do that. You could go for one big shot that can whip it too far one way or the other. And then you've got to go further to find your ball. I was at speed golf. And he said, actually, that sounds like a really good idea. I'd like to play that. And then I literally saw this today, Mario Speed Golf. And I was like, if they've stolen my idea for Speed Golf, I'm finding that bloke. I'm finding that bloke who I told that idea to. And (laughs) if he's got a load of money, I'm going to be angry. Yeah. But you're not not far off on what Speed Golf was, except, yeah, imagine hitting the ball all at the same time and then running after your ball, picking up power-ups to help you go faster to get to the next ball and hit it and closer and closer until you sink it it's pretty cool they've stolen my fucking idea i, I just like this. i'm not I just, happy i like the sprinting aspect of it but then yeah. they also showed off the story mode which like hey you can make a me and you can have an rpg style story mode where you get like xp and shit it's fuck like, it sure, why not yeah why not i'm suing i'm suing nintendo but I'd like, yeah, for, for stealing an idea that you shared with a friend on a golf course 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. That, we weren't even on a golf course. We were at work. Oh, <laughs> we weren't even, yeah. But even better. The, I think this is the most damning thing about the, um, the direct as a whole, is this was one of the marquee titles. I don't know if that's damning. I really like Mario golf games. No, um, absolutely. You like anything with Mario in front of it. <laughs> this is true. They could make Mario laundry, like the Mario laundry, where you've got to take washing that comes down a chute, (laughs) sort it into the correct pile for which washing machine, put it in the washing machine, and then grab the washing as it's finished, put it in the dryer. But, oh, no, the dryers are all full. But then you've put something in for the wrong amount of time. You've used laundry detergent when you shouldn't have used, like, you've used non-bio when you used bio, and you would be all over that Yeah, but, Jonesy, you're forgetting the one crucial thing with Mario games. Go on. It's that Super Mario sauce, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. This is the thing. I'm thinking it's Matt. You pick your character who's doing the laundry, and Jamie would love the shit out of that game. No, look, Mario look, Laundry J- J- come in 2024. If any, if my speed golf idea is anything to go by, they'll steal Mario Laundry as but well. But listen, J- Jamie's right. Like the the Mario sports games are actually a hell of a lot of fun. More so, more so than people give them credit for. Like Super Mario, yep. like Mario Strikers, Mario Tennis, Mario Golf. They are a hell of a lot of fun. Strikers but, has to be next, right? I mean, you'd think so. But the point that I'm trying to say is like Mario Golf, Mario Strikers, Mario Tennis to me has always been like, hey, here's Super Mario Galaxy and here's Super Mario uh, Mario Strikers. And I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Perfect sense. Both are great games. But when you get into a direct like this, that's been 590 days in the fucking making. You're like, yeah, there's our Mario game, Super Mario Golf, Golf Rush. Like, I, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. As much as it is my style of thing, <laughs> I do get where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they, they had some Tales they, of the Borderlands. I mean, fair enough. That's a, a a good fit on the Switch. They had Capcom Arcade Stadium with a free copy of 1943. Fine, whatever. Stubbs the Zombie was a was a bit of a cool one. I thought because Stubbs the Zombie, 
Yeah. Didn't think I'd see that game making any headlines anytime soon, but I like Stubbs the Zombie an awful lot. Yeah. You know, you know what I found out the other day? Well, not the other day, today, actually, <laughs> because I saw the original box art for Xbox. It's made in the Halo engine. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. So I wonder how that came to pass. That's kind of fascinating. Yeah. Anyway. Halo um, ports on Switch. You heard it here first. Can you imagine? Um, No More Heroes 3 got shown off with, again, a fucking voiceover explaining everything in the fucking game. But as I I was watching that trailer, I was like, damn, this looks cool. Like, I'm not sure about the alien slant, but this looks cool. I I like No More Heroes 1 and 2. Uh, But with every passing second... It's just like, yep, this is a pseudo game. This is a pseudo game. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Seems to be trying some weird stuff in terms of like different stylistic things for boss fights and yeah. uh, different mechanics. That, and there's like a fucking, you know, I don't know, a doom glove or some shit that we I don't know. Upgrade, I don't know. I hope that game's good, but like... I hope so too. <laughs> I, I don't really know how well the No More Heroes games have aged and the, the uh, Travis Strikes Again thing from a couple of years ago was... Uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, the, afterwards, though, the craziness continued because we got the debut of a game called Neon White. Yeah. Uh, which looked utterly bizarre. Um, it, it's from the developers of Donut County, Ben Esposito and, and all that lot. <laughs> which is strange. And, okay, but hold on. Explain this fucking game. <laughs> well, it looked like a strange sort of like fast-paced, frenetic, first-person action game where you were almost parkouring around an environment, picking up cards that seemed to be tied to us almost like abilities like they were weapons on on so on and so forth and then using those cards to attack enemies in the environment but it looked so smooth and free-flowing i couldn't tell if it was meant to be on rails or if it was completely like dynamically controlled and just really it looked like something that'd be very fiddly to play in handheld mode if it wasn't on rails i'll put it that way but also like none of the weapons or attacks are represented on screen so you pick up like a samurai side card sword and you're theoretically able to do some kind of melee attack but you don't see yourself holding a samurai sword yeah it's, very it's just, plain, like, a, just right. like a slash appears on screen or something or if you're shooting it's just like the oh, the, dude, bullet, yeah. the bullet impacts but no actual gun it's bizarre dude i i don't know it looks fucking it's, cool but like like visually it's got a very visual cool style, a striking yeah. visual style but such a strange fucking game man I think it's that that thing of though when you blend like card games with video games, you do get a, you do get weird crossover points because it's how far down the card point card route you go, how far down the like like we when we played um, the Left for Dead was it uh, Left for Dead oh, Back for Blood thing Back for Blood like Back for Blood had loads of cards in you get cards and you get power ups, but you there's a crossover point there where it's barely a card game it's they're just representative yeah but then I suppose with a game like this I guess it's just more of a card game with visual elements. Yeah. And so you yeah. can't. But, like, yeah, but then you have to have weird. that tight control, right? You have to have that for like. I don't but know. maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're right, and it is really on rails, and it's more of a, a you know interactive card game with some friggin' cool animation. Maybe, but, maybe. But dude, I finished Donut County, and I still don't know what that game was. <laughs> Donut it's County a mobile it's game. A game about holes. Yeah, it's a mobile game. We got about holes. Like, what's it makes to, no sense. What's you put, thing, like, you put things exchange. in the holes, and the holes get bigger. And the bigger the hole gets, the more things you put in the holes. <laughs> story, I, story of yeah. Jamie's life. <laughs> that's yeah that's one of those what more do you need to know games in my opinion i don't, I don't really that mean that game does have there like are raccoons and, story. and holes yeah and everyone, and everyone talks like a millennial people fall in holes well yeah. guys look and sometimes it, people come out of holes in in the interest of moving it along because we've got quite a bit to kind of go through uh dc superhero girls coming out on june 4th this was which a weird is, one 
Oh, it is weird. But then again, like fucking what's wrong with catering to a female, a young female audience? Absolutely nothing. But no, yeah, no, 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 nothing wrong with it existing. It just, I don't know. What percentage of going to be little yeah, girls what playing it versus older oh, blokes? Yeah, bronies and all that shit. They're just going to get into it. I looked it. at, do you know what I thought when I looked at it, Chris? Yeah. Jonesy's going to play this. It's an Alex Jones game for sure. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Then, fellas, then they had uh, Plants vs. Zombie Complete Edition. Cool. I mean, what's, what's there to say about Plants vs. Zombie other than it's Plants vs. Zombies? Um, yeah. They the had plants are zombies. Metopia, which I think that came out in Wii U, didn't it? But then they've. I have no idea. Oh, the, 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 that, that game was white noise to me at this yeah. point in the direct. Oh, exactly. I was like, I don't even know why we're still making Mies, let alone going on ventures with Mies and having Mies become better friends with one another to power up their attacks and yeah. get and, fucked and, by a horse. And then they showed off some animal... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It did, it did seem like there was like some horse love simulator stuff in there. Yeah, there's like, some proper Mr. Hans material, if you know like, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. If Brave. you know, you know. If you know, you know. Then, then they showed off some free content uh, for Super Mario stuff in Animal Crossing, which I'm sure a lot of people are going to get like excited about. And... That's all cool. But it was around about this time that I was like, fucking, what is this direct, dude? I hope they're going to start bringing out some cool stuff. And they did bring out something cool, but also something pretty lame, depending on your... I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, okay? They, they showed off Project Triangle Strategy, which is coming out in 2022 of all fucking... This is next year, but... Yeah. Like, hell yes. Yeah. So that's where they lied because it wasn't the first half. Or 2021. Yeah. But anyway, um, it was nice to see. Um, I hate, I don't like that, man. I, when we get into the whole, oh, they lied. It's, it's, it's so stupid. No, it, like, we're, that ha- we're joking. Happens Jonesy. all the fucking joking, time, man. Jonesy, come on. Don't, no, no, I know you are. Don't, but don't take you are, things but some so people literal. wouldn't be. Anyway, some so, people would have been saying that like seriously. It's like, get over <laughs> yourself. So this is a, a second entry in Square Enix's, uh, I believe it's called 2D HD kind of. Which I, I love that that's how they're branding this thing. I just wanted to say <laughs> I, I'm a yeah. big fan of that. I like it, dude. It's this really cool art style that we saw in Octopath Traveler, where it's like 2D sprites on a 3D plane, but still using pixel graphics. Mm-hmm. It looks very cool. It looks very, it's very cool. cool. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so it's it's a tactical RPG, like um, uh, Ogre Tactics, Final Fantasy Tactics, Advanced, you know, that kind of thing, which yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of. It's, they're, they're really fun games. Uh, and the gameplay looked really cool. Some really interesting ideas. The story, yeah. though, just like, seems like the dullest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. It's like what it's yeah. like playing an episode of like medieval LA law or some shit Bro, like that. They unironically use the word espouse. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Like there's like there's like literally they they've got the things where like you're weighing the up scales, those, yeah, yeah. those scales that weigh different things. It's like, oh honor or integrity and what will you espouse? And then the, the best bit I can't even forget a spouse was like, yeah, there's a war going on because people are fighting over the two most precious resources, salt and iron. It's called the salt iron war. <laughs> That's the most square Nick hey, shit you could ever yeah. do. But like, you know, wars in the days of bygone eras had stupid names. So yeah, like, do you guys remember up? when like George Bush went all in on the nuclear oil war? <laughs> no, you mean no nuclear oil war. Oh, yeah, we hope there's nuclear, if not, there's oil war. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it just kind of seems that, like, a game like that is calling out for, I don't know, more more fantastical elements, maybe? 
Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Nah. This, no, this, just, I, yeah. this just seemed like it's a fucking like, like the most boring fucking shit with some cool gameplay added in. Look, there's a yeah. demo available. I didn't have time to kind of try it out. I may be entirely wrong about that, but it's interesting because obviously Octopath Traveler was like I'm. I have not finished that game by <laughs> any stretch. I've got loads to play, but it's a cool fucking game, and I like the idea, and I like the branching thing, and you can you know go follow different paths and yeah. stuff like that. It's a very and it looks awesome. Like. It's definitely a game that I stopped playing out of time, not because it wasn't cool. But then, yeah, this is it's interesting because it looks great, but then if the story's that naff, then it's like... Yeah. Dude, mm. the, the story looks like... Like, do you remember when you were at school and it's like, oh, okay, now we're going to do, like... In English, it was always like, oh, you have to learn Shakespeare, right? And it's like, some of the Shakespeare yeah. stuff was cool. You know, you're like, okay, Romeo and Juliet, uh, Midsummer's Night, blah, blah, blah. And some of it's just like, okay, here's Hamlet. It's like, I don't care. It's like, boring, yeah. like, fuck off. You know, that there's the most dull fucking court, you know. Oh, the, the king's court is in, in turmoil, you know. Kind of. Here's, here's, here's the real question, though. Yeah. What do you guys reckon the odds are that when this game comes out, they just take the word project out of the title? And it's just, <laughs> and just call it triangle strategy. Triangle strategy. <laughs> triangle strategy. I'd love it. I mean, did. literally Octopath Traveler. Like, is, hey, guess what it's about? It's a game where you could choose the paths yeah. of, between the paths of eight different people. Yeah, and What's that, was, strategy and that about? was called Project Octopath Traveler, wasn't it? Exactly. But, right. but I think You've this got is three maybe, strategies. Yeah, but you can't... There are three strategies to win. You, you can call a game Octopath Traveler because it's kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, Octopath Traveler. You can't call something triangle strategy. Just two yeah. fucking oh, random you words can. you take and yes, just you can. mush them together. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And they will. Fuck, I guess you can. Well, a, a, another game where they've just taken things and seemingly shunted them together, but not really. Star Wars Hunters. The first we've heard of a, well, first we've seen maybe of a non-EA Star Wars game, which has yes. just come out. Uh, this not, one had the Zynga logo on it. Yes. Not, this is the online Star Wars game, right? Kind of. Not much is known about it. I do have a bit of an inside scoop, but I cannot actually talk about Ooh. it yeah i can't talk about it but oh that's bullshit man. you can't say you can't say i've got an inside scoop but i can't talk of about course it. i can he- no because i can say that um i think that this could be something pretty cool i like that yeah i i know i know look i know a lot of people are like concerned Filth. like oh it's a zynga game and it's like oh it's gonna come out on mobile as well it's like don't worry about the fact that zynga is there because yeah, just don't worry. It it should be cool. Like the other the other icon there, the little studio icon that people are missing is natural motion. Natural motion mm. is cool. So natural motion created the tech behind the ragdoll stuff in um, Star Wars Force Unleashed. What was it called? Like, what was that engine called? Yeah, but this is a mobile game as well as a um, Switch game, though, right? Yeah, and I, I there may so it's I don't know I don't know how excited we should get about it if it's also going to be on phone. Look, Jonesy, I think it's simple. If you liked Farmville, you'll love. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I think no, but like I'm not, I'm not I'm not trying to downplay it. But I'm just saying like, but it is also a mobile, so it's going to be it's not as limited by well, games that are fun on mobile. Yeah, but hold so on, it still could be a hold really on, hold fun on, hold on. game, but it's never going to be. Re- remember, remember a few things, and I'm not I'm not putting this in the same camp whatsoever. But I, I need you to remember something, okay? Uh, COD Mobile, PUBG Mobile, Fortnite, Minecraft. These are all big games with robust experiences that you can play on your mobile. GTA San Andreas. Okay, but I'm not saying it's in the same ballpark because it's not. It's something different, okay? But anyway, look, you can can play League of Legends, a version of it, on 
mobile. Like Jonesy's not convinced. But, but you see, I think I think this is good though that Jonesy isn't convinced because Jonesy is emblematic of what a lot of people are feeling about this game in saying in looking at it and saying Zynga is involved and it's it's on mobile as well and it's like. No, I think it could be cool, but what I mean is, let's not get let's not get too excited. Well, I think it's going to be cool, dude. Uh, no, okay. I, I think it's worth getting excited that it's a non-EA Star Wars game, right? Okay, sure. yeah, no, that's a, that's a very do, good point. That's do, a good point. Do you know what EA published game I'm not going to get excited about? <laughs> Knockout City, <laughs> <laughs> the game that the day the game that not only dared to ask the question, what if Splatoon was just dodgeball, but also made it a video game. Yeah, well, you know, when this trailer came out, I was like, oh. They're bringing World of Warcraft to uh, f- to Fortnite. I was right. like, uh, dude, because because by that point I was like, I was like, oh yeah, Star Wars Hunters, yeah yeah, fuck cool, yeah yeah. And then like I missed like some of it, and I just started watching. It. I was like, what? It, it, it's got Fortnite's art style. There's a fucking orc there that looks like it could be from from World of Warcraft. Bro, I'm yeah. like, bro, what is this? What the is Blizzard? This? The Blizzard legal team must have been going. Do we? Do we do something? Like, <laughs> do we sue? Yeah, like what do we do? But then, but then, do of course, sue? like the the trailer that was clearly made like by some external company uh, gave way to uh, the, the gameplay. actual gameplay, and it's like, oh yeah, it's just like, what if we? What if it was dodgeball? <laughs> so I love that they're going. Should we sue? Should we sue? Then it goes to the dodgeball, and they're like, oh, fuck, okay. like <laughs> yeah. no one gives a shit. Yeah, well, because not, there was no, there was no not going to be able to afford lawyers. <laughs> Yeah, they haven't got any, there never no got any money to give us. Of like the characters that we saw pretending to play the game in that very polished like trailer, yeah. there was no semblance of that in the actual gameplay. I didn't, so I didn't yeah, really was, get what they were doing. Like, it was strange, dude. And and yeah, fucking, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Another, uh, another one I don't know about: World's End Club by the Danganronpa people. I'm sure, okay. I'm sure fans of Danganronpa will fucking. Double, you know, they'll fucking sure, love what, it. Chris, I'm going to dang and rom pass on that one if that's okay. Oh, very clever. Well, would you pass on the next one, Jamie? Uh, I don't need to. I've already played it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hades. Hades yeah. is coming. Th- th- thanks for taking the hint that you should. Sorry, yeah, I, I didn't realize you were throwing that. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was still thinking of Danganronpa jokes. Um, Hades is actually already on Switch, and you can be playing it on Switch right now if you wanted to, but if you really wanted to own a physical version of Hades, you can do so on March 19th, and you will get access to the soundtrack and an art book, uh, if that's your cup of tea, but it probably isn't. So let's talk about Ninja Gaiden, uh, which which is is kind of... Well, it's kind of coming back, right? These aren't the old, old, old school Ninja Gaiden games. Yeah. These are, These kind are the of Xbox the, ones. Yeah, the Xbox, like Sigma and Sigma 2 and uh, Ninja Gaiden 3. I know, I'm not good with my Ninja Gaidens, but I guess this no. would be a way to get better yeah. because they're coming together in the Master Collection package on June 10th. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I, I think it's. I think they said that it's going to come out on PC as well at some point. What, what annoys me about this is, okay, so it's taking all these old Xbox games, kind of like, you know, sweeping the dust off putting them in one collection for i don't know convenience sake but they they showed off some gameplay where they had the hud elements on there right and and this is a bit of a bugbear for me because i fucking i hate big hud elements it really fucking kills me i don't know why it's just like i really fucking hate it i like if i could get any of the hud developers i just slap them around a bit and be like why are you making it so big yeah because one of less less is more hud I just think that there's smart ways, you know, there was one gameplay thing where I think the character was in the screen. Obviously, the character's, you know, meant to be quite big and prominent in the screen. So let's say taking about 40% of the screen height, 
And the rest of it was all fucking HUD. It's like, what are you doing? That's like some sequence going up against the boss or something. A massive fucking HUD on the top, massive HUD on the bottom, big fucking buttons, press this to do this and that. I was just like, dudes, come on. Yeah. Just fix the I lo- Man, I, I love it. I love it. Because Nintendo is like, what happened if the last 20 years of game development never occurred? <laughs> like, no, but it's not, but it's it's not like- Nintendo. Oh, okay. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. But Nintendo in general are kind of like that anyway. But, yeah, yeah kind of. One thing that Nintendo is still sort of getting up to speed with is season passes, something that they <laughs> occasionally introduce to games. And as we've already mentioned, they have one coming out for Hyrule Warriors yeah. Age of Calamity. But then they kind of got into um, montage mode where they basically rattle yeah. through a few release dates, confirming things we already knew. So Bravely Default 2 yeah. coming out on February 26th. Ghosts and Goblins Resurrected coming out on February 25th. Saga Frontier remastered April 15th. Uh, Apex Legends uh, on March 9th with, you know, cross-play and some double XP for anyone that wants to jump on a Switch version when See, that launches. I, I think that's cool, especially purely because of the cross-play element because Apex Legends is a fucking fantastic game. It's free, and some people would only have Switch as a console, so uh, I think this is fucking fantastic. Will I play, yeah, I, yeah. I will I play Apex Legends on my Switch? Fuck no. I got a PC, bitches. Also, it's, re- it's really good of them to give you double XP on the Switch because you're going to need it. Like, you know, <laughs> the amount of times you're going to win and yeah. do well on the Switch is going to be a, a decreased amount. Uh, unless it really with crossplay, unless it matches you, yeah, unless it matches you up with other Switch players first. Because I remember that when, makes like, sense. Yeah, if it does that, then maybe there's a, an opportunity yeah. to get some wins. But otherwise, yeah, tricky. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I guess then uh, they switched tact and got yes. Uh, AJ Onuma coming on talking about Zelda and we're like okay cool you know Zelda 35th anniversary this is this is it boys this is it and the first thing that comes out of that dude's mouth is no breath of the wild 2 sorry yep more info this year though which is a good sign um, <sighs> that's encouraging yeah at least. but i think that's fair i think that's fair maybe maybe they could have said you know no breath of the wild 2 at the start of the <laughs> At the start of the thing, but then maybe no one would have watched. I don't know. But anyway, maybe. <laughs> just I'm out. They, yeah. they have they have done that before. They have gone like, "Hey, there's going to be a Nintendo Direct yeah. tomorrow. We're not talking about this." <laughs> They've <laughs> yeah. literally done that. But you're yeah. right, Chris. I think it, yeah. it would have been a bit too on the nose to maybe but come out before the thing. I, I think what is good. So this is something that a lot of people were expecting to be on here, and you know what? It's been enough time since the last fucking trailer that they showed off that I think that's a fair assumption. Um, but what wasn't what was encouraging is saying that. Um, uh, development was moving along smoothly and they'll have a lot more info to give out later this year, which kind of makes me think that it's not coming out this year, which is fine as well. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. It's not good. It's not bad. Yeah, I'd be kind of mad if they didn't have anything to show you. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's not yeah, good. It's not it, bad. It's just, it is what it is. Um, you know, what's sure. taken them so long? I don't know. The fucking map and engine already made, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, then they went on to talk about Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD which is something that a lot of people are kind of expecting, but maybe not just as its own fucking thing. Like, I think a lot of people are expecting it to be part of a package of like, here's a bunch of Zelda games all in one yeah. fucking thing and a collection, which I think would have been cool. They did show off some sweet Joy-Cons though, which... Yeah, the new Joy-Cons look nice. Really fucking nice. Really look fucking I don't nice. know. But yeah, Skyward it, Sword... Sorry, Chris. That's no, okay. Sorry, go ahead. Skyward Sword's... I was going to say... One like, of the weird ones. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of the weird ones, and the weirdest thing about it is that like I can't say anything bad in terms of I have never had my hands on it. I've never played it myself. What's bad about it is that it's never appealed to me. Yeah. And there was something about the kind of like the post Twilight Princess, but pre Breath of the Wild sort of like 
not reboot of Legend of Zelda, but breathe like Breath of the Wild, if you'll excuse the pun, kind of breathed a lot of new life into that franchise. Yeah. And Skyward Sword is for me this weird hangover of the old Zelda games where it's like actually the idea of playing that game and going from dungeon to dungeon and the traditional Zelda yeah. experience on a game that at the time was so reliant on the Wii Motion Plus and banking on all of that stuff. And hey, like what if you had one to one sword control with your <laughs> Wii Mote? Yeah. I'm like, I don't really want to play that. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm the same boat. Like, after Breath of the Wild, I don't want to go back to the old Zelda at all. Yeah. You know, ironically, the only one I would go back to is if they... So, basically, since this Direct ended, there's been some scuttlebutt, basically, people saying that Twilight Princess HD and Wind Waker HD, which were both repackaged and re-released on the Wii U, will eventually come to Switch 2. Yeah. Uh, from what I understand, cool. those w- will happen. Wind Waker HD I will play because I've got the nostalgia for. And I know that's harsh and maybe unfair on Skyward Sword that this is literally a, a battle of like nostalgia versus no nostalgia. But it's a powerful thing. Um, it is, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I don't know. Skyward Sword, like, I I struggle to get too hyped for it. What, uh, Jonesy, you're someone that like is almost completely out of the Zelda loop <laughs> at times. Like, you must look at this and think, what the... My first Zelda game was um, Breath of the Wild. Well, this yeah. is literally the first Zelda game. And, and you I've didn't, never been you didn't in, even like it. it. Um, I thought it was all right. Like a, I, no, I thought it was an I thought it was an all right open one world of the game. best games like, ever I thought, made. I thought, thought it was all right. I mean, that is ludicrous. But um, it's the truth. No, though. it was it's the truth. It was Alex fine. Jones. Sometimes the truth hurts. I I enjoyed parts of uh, um, Breath of the Wild. Like it, it was. It's it's not like I don't think it's like a bad game. It's just a big game, and I think if you have got to be in you got to be more into it than I was to finish it. So I think I've stopped at like the 10 hour mark or something. Like I didn't finish it. Um, but Hey, at least that means that if I wanted to play more breath of the wild right now, I could crack on my switch and play some more breath of the wild, That's cool. which you boys can't do. I, so I can cause I haven't finished the game yet for that exact reason. Oh, then play breath of the wild. I will. I Go play the first one why, if you want a why, new leg- you want more you, Legend of Zelda. Why do you think I, I charged up my Switch? <laughs> I was like, I'm going to play some Breath of the Wild. <laughs> and it's like, no, sorry, not switching on today, buddy. Oh, but, you go. You've got, you're have got in the best position. But Jamie... You've got loads to play. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's interesting saying that like from Breath of the Wild, you don't want to go back to the old Zeldas, right? Because AG then goes on and says... Oh, we know a lot of people really like Breath of the Wild, but don't forget there's Breath of the Wild elements in Skyward Sword. Yeah. And a, to me, that was the almost like fucking what was it? Was it Jeb Bush or something who was um, said some speech? And at the end of the speech, no one clapped, and he said, "Please, please, please clap, please clap." Please, please clap. Yeah. It was almost oh. like it felt like that. It was just like, what do you do, uh, bro? Yeah, like when you're basically having to promote your like HD re-release of a game by claiming oh i promise it's really similar to the new one you're like you you know you're kind of in trouble and it's because like this was a game that made sense for a re-release but there's there's just i don't think a lot of people were clamoring for a skyward sword re-release um and i think there's a few out there for sure but yeah there are some people out there but like i i i I saw a tweet just before we went live and it was like someone ranking their feelings that that ranking all the 3d zelda games and they put skyward sword last and you're like like it's not necessarily saying it's a bad game, but which ones it better than? Yeah, I, I yeah. don't know. I, I can't say I haven't played it, but the people that have played it seem weirdly torn on it. See, I, I think. It, yeah, sorry, I think it would have been much cooler if they just took another one of the handheld um, Zeldas and remastered it, like they did with uh, Link to the Past. Like maybe one of the DS ones, like a Phantom Hourglass or something like that. Yeah, Spirit yeah, that Tracks. Been cool. Yeah, that would have been cool. But yeah. then again, those were. 
weren't those were like co-published with like Capcom or something? What was it? Probably. Was like I don't know. I, I, I just want Wind Waker. I just want Wind, like Wind Waker HD. No one really got a chance to play because it, it was also on the Wii U. Just <laughs> give us some Wind Waker. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. I was going to say one last comment. It was just like a nice reminder of how like Nintendo, as Jonesy often points out, are on such a different track where like, you know, recently we've been talking about things like God of War or Control and like, hey, going back to old games because they're playable in 4K at 60 frames a second <laughs> with ray tracing. And Nintendo are just like, our big game is Skyward Sword HD. Yeah. And it's like, how, how often do you hear HD being used as like a selling point nowadays? <laughs> yeah. Only in but Nintendo, yeah. right? It is such a funny thing. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it is funny. But it's really good. I really like it. I think it is brilliant that they're not a out-and-out out sort of like toe-to-toe competitor to um, Sony and Xbox in the same way. Yeah. They're like a completely different thing. And I think that's that's to their benefit. I don't think it would do them any um, justice to try and put them in the same category in a lot of sense. Um, but which is why I think they actually make it work so well. Because, but that's that's one of the things that's most frustrating about um, Nintendo. Because when you have something like this, and you're talking about, oh, I want to see a remaster, or I want to see a, a remake of Wind Waker, and we're talking about, you know, all these other games, or third party games they're bringing to Switch. Everyone just wants new Nintendo games. Yeah. True. Stop remaking old shit and just make a new Mario game. Like if you're working on a new um, Breath of the Wild, so that's fine. Just but just make some other first party Nintendo shit. That's what people want. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what was largely missing from this. Like I said, the yeah. one of the marquee well, titles was Mario Golf. Okay, fine. And I guess uh the other two marquee titles from Nintendo at least would be Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD, which is like even among Zelda fans, I think it's like mm, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. And then the the last game that they showed off is probably the other one, which is Splatoon Three. Hell in, yeah! In a very strange kind of trailer, because that trailer got me a little bit bamboozled. Not going to lie. <laughs> because what were you thinking? I thought it was going to be a single player RPG, the way it started off. So there was was there there was single player stuff in, or there was campaign stuff in Splatoon yeah. Two, right? Yeah, but like not not like not not really. Well, there was a there was there like was, a, there, a was sto- some, there was like right? a story element thing, wasn't there? No, it was, like it was more so like, do you reckon they like just trials? It was yeah. like this weird like thing. I can't even remember. But they did DLC for it that had a slightly more like of a campaigny focus. But that you're right, there were there were like boss fights and weird. I don't know. So maybe they've gone more down that route. I wouldn't mind if they did. You know, I wouldn't mind if because the tra- the trailer for that was weird. Because I I was thinking when they showed that it almost looked like a Borderlands trailer with <laughs> Splatoon girl in it with a friggin' bow, and then you're like and a little pet chicken puppy. <laughs> yeah. And it definitely looked like they was they were making it look like a single player, like an open world, like yeah. and then to go Splatoon three. Yeah, and she get, yeah she gets weird. on a train to Splatoonville. It's just like hey, it's Splatoon three. Yeah, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Because it was all of that. And I was like, am, am I okay for a Splatoon single-player RPG? And I was like, you know, yeah, I think I am. Because that, Fuck that, yeah, sure. that's Why pretty not? cool. Like, and then they stitched you up. And, they, and then they stitched me up. But <laughs> but before they stitched me up, like you, like you said, she got on a train. And it felt like she was on that train for like two minutes. And it's like, I'm, I'm, what's just happened? Am I watching? <laughs> am I watching the game load? Is this like a hidden loading screen? <laughs> I was just so fucking confused. Like, what is this? Yeah. And then they showed her the the tradi- more traditional Splatoon gameplay, and you're like, why did we just yeah. watch? And her then they showed train? off Splatoon gameplay, which looks exactly like Splatoon. I was like, okay. Yeah. It, and and, and yeah. that's what they ended on. That's what they ended on. And may, maybe maybe yeah. the reason 
maybe the big culprits behind all of this and people feeling that this um, direct was very average, maybe the main culprit is um, is Steve Jobs. Nintendo. No, Steve Jobs. Oh. Go on. Because you're always, you're always waiting for that iPod, iPod Nano, oh. MacBook Air. It's been one, in my pocket one this more, whole time. Yeah, <gasps> one more thing kind of deal. And it's like when you end on Splatoon 3 and you're like, huh, okay. Look, don't get, no, don't, don't okay. get me wrong. Like, there, there, there's a big Splatoon community who are absolutely over the moon at the idea that next year there's going to be a Splatoon three, and that's great. That's really, really great. But in a direct that has been 590 days in the making, as I keep on fucking harping on, I don't know. This, this isn't average. I don't, I don't think it's Steve Jobs' fault because. Uh, so we've said this about. <laughs> <laughs> we've said it's like this was nearly an hour long we've listed off 31 different um announcements that that's a made. lot of games so that yeah. is so they're they're effectively giving less than two minutes on average yeah. um, across the board to this and in my mind to fill it that full with announcements you know that you're not dropping triple a releases like if you could go through this entire list how many things could you say are like a triple a release what like none like even the stuff that sort of stands out, like um, Mario Golf, which which sounds cool. I, I, I joked about it before, but like sounds cool. And would I like to play it? I would like to play it. Will I buy it? Probably not, because it'll probably be sixty five quid, um, <laughs> and it'll be that for the next ten years. But it looks fun. Is it a triple A game? I don't think I could call that a triple A yeah. title from what I've seen. I don't think I could call that a triple A game, no matter how polished and fancy well, it looks. It depends. I, I, like I get, I get what Jonesy's saying. I get factors. what Jonesy's saying. Like maybe saying it's not triple A is the wrong way of going about it. But will it sell? the same as a mainstream title no it won't yeah it will be the quality of a triple a game don't get me yeah, wrong yeah in the, but in the same way jamie as you could say um all star destruction all stars is that a triple a game you can i would say it's as polished as a triple a game but does it feel like a triple a game to play no like and that to me with nintendo with this sort of direct is a lot of this stuff is cool and if you're in the if you're into it like even the smash stuff like that's not an announcement of a triple a game that's adding a character one character to to smash yeah. and then you talk about a whole load of other games which are triple a or you know or very high level games but have been out for a good while and are just now coming to switch and are going to be you know playable on switch which is wicked which is great yeah. it expands it to more people but then a lot of the actual announcements are remasters hd yeah. uh, remakes of things uh, dlc expansion passes um, mobile ish games Ga- that are coming yeah. to switch games for weebs but it, but it's also like <laughs> we joked about how they broke their own rules a couple of times and they did yeah. splatoon yeah. 3 and project triangle strategy 2022 games but w- when you look at everything there within the, and also within the context of like hey these are all coming out in the first half of the year it's also yeah. not that bad like okay, there are a couple of things that are maybe yeah. like breaching the perimeter of the AAA space, like Skyward yeah. Sword HD or Mario Golf. But like, okay, great. Like, on I just got a, while we were recording, I got a notification from PlayStation saying to, I can pre-order Ratchet and Clank coming out in June. That's a reminder that like the PS5 kind of has nothing fucking happening for like the next three months. <laughs> yeah. So and when we, Nintendo just, were doing, just been told thirty-one games. Yeah, so like there, you know, you can wear it up in different ways. Like if the alternative yeah. to this is waiting till May for Deathloop, then this is all of a sudden isn't so bad. Yeah, I suppose the reason say. this kind of depresses me a little bit, and as a periphery, more of a periphery Switch player, is if we're talking about till the end of 2022, so not like only, but 
could be, because they're announcing games that are coming out in 2022, it could be that by the end of 2022, we're not really talking about much in the way of nah, AAA. No, nah, because look, nin- look. The, first party Nintendo games. No, because look, okay, so this this is... It, it, Potentially. It is very much what they said, right? It is games coming to Switch in the first half of the year, right? That That's yeah. what it is with, the, with a few exceptions. And I think the few exceptions, like you take Splatoon 3 out and you take... Uh, project fucking triangle dildo out. It, it 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 it's a lot less of an interesting Nintendo Direct. So maybe they added those in for padding, for flavor, for interest. Okay, but right, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. The, in which case, you're saying there could be a whole load of stuff coming in 2022. The, 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 but the they were only in here yeah. to to keep the AAA mm. ratio I, up. There. I reckon because otherwise it's yeah. dry as yeah. Fuck I, look, I reckon two. this year we'll get another. Um, Nintendo Direct, like proper Nintendo Direct, and we'll get a um, a Zelda focused Direct. That's that's what I'm expecting for this year. But look, yeah. In which case, if they do that, then sure, they'll yeah. be they'll be on a they'll be in a slightly different. That, place. That's and why, then that's this why, makes more sense. That's why I said I wonder if this is the in, at the beginning of the podcast. If this was a a band aid rip, as it were. You know, this was all the stuff that they should have spoken about up to now, but haven't because they haven't really yeah. know where they've been. Yeah, yeah. Actually, do you know what I mean? Maybe I'm being mean to Nintendo, and maybe what they've actually done is not spoken about this stuff because they didn't know if it was going to be released. And rather than do what most companies do and say, hey, this is coming out, and then push it and push it yeah. and push it, they've done the opposite and they've kept everything close to their chest. Yeah. And then they've come out and said, there's a shitload of stuff to get out, and then we'll start to see a whole load of new, you know, announcements coming okay. in this year and next year but boys listen okay because for all the stuff that i'll give i'll give them that for all the stuff that was in this direct here's the stuff that wasn't in the direct okay and imagine yes. taking these things and putting them in their own direct and we'll discuss that in a second okay because there was no <laughs> breath of the wild 2 but we do know that we will hear more later this year there was no mention of uh, Super Mario Galaxy 2. That's just for me because I fucking love that game. <laughs> You're going to bring that up every, uh, every six months until it happens. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You know, as, as a like a, a season expansion pass for 3D, All- 3D All-Stars. Um, no mention of Metroid Prime 4. No mention of the rumored 2D Metroid. No mention of Bayonetta 3. No new Mario Kart because remember, we're still operating on a Wii U Mario Kart port. Uh, no Donkey Kong Country or any Donkey Kong related thing. Now imagine all of those in it in its own direct. Then all of a sudden you've got a fucking a super direct without yes, without true. talking about anything else. So you know maybe there is something to it. I don't know. Can I just jump in and say there is not going to be a new Mario Kart for a while. They are making bare money off the back of Mario Kart 8. Yeah, but like, why Mario, Mario Kart 8 was also a re-release. That's why it's called Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Edition. Yeah. So Mario yeah, Kart why 9 make- could have been in, in, in production for in development yeah, for a long period of time. But, but what I mean is they're still there. That game, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, is still yeah. like a 60 quid game. The, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the most profitable game they've ever made. Until Animal um, Animal Crossing New Horizons, I don't think so that, like, I don't think that's ever stopped them making new games before. <laughs> yeah. They take they take they take their time. They take their time. Like you Fair know, enough. people are already looking at like Odyssey and like uh, oh, like or maybe an Odyssey two or another three D Mario game. If you look at the lineage of Ma- like three D Mario games, they take their time. Like three years isn't a long time to go without one of those. Yeah, it, and I'd just, rather they did that than did the yearly release thing, which is bullshit. So to be fair, yeah. 
and other other places like Metro Prime Four. Who fucking knows? Like that game restarted development as a new studio because it was going so badly. So you can't hold your breath with stuff like that. But it would be yeah. very nice. To, to be fair to Nintendo, they actually are genius because what they did was release the Wii U, which was shit. <laughs> release a whole load of games for the Wii U that were good. That people, the the ten people and Chris who owned the Wii U, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't own the Wii U. So did you not? No. Oh, Jesus. They put the 10 people minus Chris um, who actually played the games on the Wii U. But that meant that they had an entire generation of Nintendo games that they could remake slightly and re-release for the Switch for like the next 10 years. Dude, yeah. yeah, you're not wrong. I'm sure when the Switch was a success, they were like, oh, thank God. But now we've got to come up with games. What are we going to do? And they're like, oh, hold on a second. No one played all these fucking great games. Let's just do- give them that. And they'll fucking love it. Okay, so let's, see, right. let, let's look at it. Like... Mario Kart 8, these yeah. are, sorry, I should say, these are the best-selling Wii U games. Mario Kart 8, yes, it has come to Switch. Super Mario 3D World, yes, it has come to Switch. New Super Mario Bros. U, I think, yes, it has yes, come it has. to Switch. Yeah. Yeah. Super Smash Bros., they just made a new one. Yeah. Um, Splatoon, they immediately made Splatoon 2 for Switch, which is very similar. <laughs> Super Mario Maker, they immediately make Super Mario Maker 2 for Switch. Wind Waker HD will come out. Mario Party that's been on on Switch. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, they re-released on Switch. Breath of the Wild, to, it all came out a day and date on Switch. Yeah. Captain Troad Treasure Tracker, Switch. Pikmin 3, Switch. Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess HD will come to Switch. Hyrule Warriors came to Switch. Like, they're doing it. They know exactly what <laughs> yeah. they're fucking doing. Smart, man, smart. You've got all these things that are already done, they're already made, You don't. no one played them, so you haven't got to worry about people complaining. <laughs> like, it's, it's genius. Fucking hell. Oh, well, clever, um, clever Nintendo. Very clever. There we go. But oh yeah, that was the Nintendo Direct for you know. But in, yeah. you know it's funny, in some ways it's actually it's actually really good. Because imagine so like the GameCube or whatever that wasn't as big as or the Dreamcast that wasn't as big, but had cool games. But then people talk about games that you never got to play because they were on that system and then they disappeared and never came back. Imagine if someone had remade a lot of those games and other people could have enjoyed them. Yeah. So fair I mean, play. Nintendo. Nintendo do that too. That's why that's why Wind Waker and um and Super Mario Sunshine are still coming up in conversation in twenty twenty one. Mental. Yeah. Well, there you go, fellas. Well, I think yeah, I think that's about it, right? Wouldn't you say, Jonesy? Yeah, that's the signal. Oh. That's the signal, Jonesy. That's, well, that's, sorry. You. That, that, that's that's when I'm you, so when you're waiting so for the host to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but let, hey everyone, thank you very much for joining us um for this the return, the return of the Mac, the return of uh of Chris. Um, thank you for joining us for the podcast once again. Remember that you can catch us um, on nearly any podcast platform of any repute. So um, check us out there if you haven't already and you would like to have us in audio form. Or if you're listening to us in audio, maybe go to our YouTube channel at Super Show Pod and check us out. And you can see our li- little faces as, and uh, flopping our hair about as we um, as we cover stuff off. Um, Thank you once again to our patrons. Um, if you would like to become one, you can go over to patreon.com and for as little as $2, you can join the Discord and you can chat to us um, during the week if it's just not enough. Wow, Chris is doing some lovely zoomed faces right there. Um, We're also on Twitter at Super Show Pod. Uh, and there you go. That is about it. So thank you very much for joining us and we will see you again real soon. Bye. Bye.